Cameron Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith on SEN. Welcome to the Captain's Run. I am very excited to be back. If you can't listen to the whole episode, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify, The Captain's Run, uh, 1170 SEN on uh, AM radio, 620 on the Gold Coast. But, Smithy, mate, I've missed you with all my heart. <laughs> with all my heart. Even my missus said, you don't love me as much as you do anymore. I said, I miss Smithy. How you been, brother? Campy, mate. It's good to be back. It's been a um, – feels like a long off-season, doesn't it? Mate, absolutely um, hurting, hurting. Not much footy on, but uh, we've been lucky enough to see all of the trials televised um, across this preseason, which has been great to have a look at the way that the teams are shaping up um, and and looking for 2022. But great to be back. Great to be back. Thank you to our bosses at SEN for mm-hmm. getting the captain's run back on. Three hours, mate. Three hours. I we don't know. It, was just, it wasn't long enough for us last year. Mate, absolutely. I don't know what kind of weight you threw around in that <laughs> negotiation room, but thank you, Smithy. Zero. Thank Zero. you, Smithy. <laughs> no, but looking forward to it, mate. we got um, – First show of the year, and it's a huge lineup. Superstar Kalen Ponga, he'll oh, be joining yeah. us. The new captain of the Newcastle Knights. Beautiful. And the master, Craig Bellamy. Your mate. Yeah, no, he's my mate sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. The Bezos of rugby league, they say. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm so keen to. Kalen Ponga, obviously a superstar of the game mm. and one of the most talked about players yes. in the offseason. Yes. Bellamy. Dealing with so, I mean, we say it every single year. Dealing with so much in the off season, but I truly believe the Storm have been dealing with so much in this off season. Yep. I cannot wait to speak to him. But mate, how was your off season? Um, it was pretty quiet. It was pretty quiet. We um, what did we do? We well, we didn't do a whole heap. But obviously, the kids had to finish school, and there was a bit going on there. Um, junior sports. Wow, hectic. Speak to me. Hectic. Oh, just there's there's plenty on, mate. It's it's almost. I, I can't remember when I was a young fella. Being so busy with junior sports, mm. oh, and, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just saying that, um, you know, there's so many options available to young kids these days, which is great. You know, yeah. it's good. My, my, you know, my three, they love being outdoors. You know, they're involved in netball and league and touch footy, AFL, Oztag, Oztag. Is it how big it? is Oztag? Wow, because it's just coming. When I was coming through, it was just being invented, really. Yeah, well, you know, like it, it wasn't. It, like, you know, you sort of flag footy was was sort of you know a game that you played sort of you know just with mates and yep. for a bit of fun. But it is huge. Like, it's a huge organisation now. There was a big uh, you know, junior state carnival, which was planned for the weekend just gone on mm-hmm. Sunshine Coast. Unfortunately, uh, that was cancelled due to the rain. Um, but, yeah, mate, it's huge. That that pretty much took up our my whole holidays, which was good. You know, it kept me busy, kept yep. my wife busy, kept mowing my lawns mm. um, on, on the ride mate, on. did you get Boring. flooded away? We Actually, before we get started, we just want to send our – you know, heartfelt yes. condolences to all the people affected by the floods in northern New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah. Absolutely devastating. I live down in Sydney, but, you know, being from the Gold Coast, mm. seeing what people are going through and also seeing the, the, the communities come together. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. So we just wanted to send our condolences out uh, to all the people that have been affected. But me off-season personally, Smithy. Mm. Yeah, hang on. Hold the phone. Hang on. Hang on. Let's, let's, let's let the listeners know if they haven't followed you through social media. Mm-hmm. Mate, huge congratulations. You've just got married. Just got married, Smithy. Married. I'm a better man. Welcome. I'm Welcome a better to man. to the club. Now, I'm a gentleman now, so no more mm-hmm. uh, couth jokes. Right. It's going to be straight. 
it's going to be buttoned up this year, Smithy. Okay. You can trust me on that one. No no petty jokes. No yes. talking about things I shouldn't be talking about. I'm yep. a gentleman now. What about what about to talk talk us through the wedding day and all that, though? Mate, was it was it, beautiful. Yep. It was a beautiful thing. I don't Enjoy know if you it. know this, Smithy, but I love love. <laughs> and uh, the wedding was beautiful. Uh, we, we were down in Gerringong, so that's about an hour and a oh, half lovely. south uh, of Sydney. Yes. And you know what? Is It was a very intimate wedding, so it was just immediate family. Yes. So there would have been about like 10 people, 12 people there. Mm. And it was beautiful, mate. Uh, everyone got along really well. You know what's crazy? It was actually the first time that mm. my parents had met her parents. No on the, way. On the day we got married. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and, lucky they got along. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, yep. they hit it off. They hit it off. Excellent. Uh, I think my dad and her dad are like best mates now. They couldn't stop yarning. Yes. They couldn't stop yarning. Yes. So, yeah, it was, it was beautiful, mate. I, I feel very lucky to have, to be honest, she's way too good for me. So yes. everyone always says, oh, All mate, of our wives are. All mate, of our wives are. Everyone always says, oh, how's she going to deal with you for the rest? You know, you're locked down for the rest of your life. I'm like... It's the other way around. It's the other way around. It's not that at all. Mate, so very lucky, very lucky. But uh, Excellent. we've got uh, Bellamy coming up. Mm. Your mate. Yes, yes. No, it's um, – I'm going to talk – what are we going to talk to him about? We're going to talk to him about, obviously, you know, some changes over the squad. They've had some huge changes, the Melbourne Storm, some key personnel out. Yep. Dale Finucane was one of the, the co-captains last year and a, a, a guy that – yeah, you know, the the team was and the club was really built on over the past, you know, you know, five to six seasons. Mm. Um, you know, such a, a great club person. Um, Nico Hines, one of the leading uh playmakers in the competition last year. He's moved on also to the Cronulla Sharks. Josh Addo Carr mm. moving on. Yep. Um he was a, a a club icon, you know, for the for the years that he, he spent at um the Melbourne Storm. So um, yeah, we'll talk to Belliac about, you know, how he's going to fill the void. He's a master of doing it. Mm. Yeah, we've seen time and time again how he's been able to do that over the years. Um, and also dealing with other issues too. Like they've only just got back uh, Big Nelson and Sofa Solomona, who wasn't training with the with the team for pretty much the entire preseason. Yep. Um, due to some vaccination um, issues. Uh, yeah, so plenty to talk about there. Mm. And did you get a chance to watch the preseason games on Foxtel? How good was it to be able to see... The, the the new youth coming through. Well, I think that was the best thing was having the opportunity to see um, you know some of the young talent at all the clubs now um, that have moved in because there's always fr- new faces, um, you know, fresh faces at, at different clubs, players moving from club to club. Um, you know, so it give it give fans not only of each of the clubs but um, rugby league fans in general just to have a look at how each team's shaping up and yep. and maybe getting an opportunity to see. You know some players that will be at their clubs, you know, for the next you know two to three years that mm. that they will see blooded into the NRL because you know a lot of these trial matches. Um, let's be honest, coaches take the opportunity to to put young players in and yep. give them a little taste of of NRL and and sometimes you know the big name players, the superstars, are rested for them. Um, yeah, so it was great to have the opportunity to see a lot of those preseason games. Absolutely. Did you? Was there anyone? A rookie or a guy that hadn't played NRL that stood out for you in the trials? No, well, well, look, there was a lot of strong performances, um, you know, through through the trial period. Um, yeah, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by um, Young Wishart mm, at, at the Storm. Absolutely, his uh, his um, performance in the last trial match um, down in Victoria, um, you know, for the Storm was was eye catching, mm. um, and and I know that. The Storm, and we can talk to Craig Bellamy about this, they're looking for a player to play in that number nine jersey. Okay. Um, well, well, Brandon Smith, he's yeah. 
he's found the loophole yes. um, to, to get that one-week suspension yep. um, taken away. So he'll, he'll be available. So I'm guessing he'll be, he'll be wearing the number nine jersey for round one, but they're going to need someone coming off the bench as well. And, and um, you know, Wishart may have just uh, you know, got his nose in front of everyone else. And what's interesting with Wishart is that he actually hasn't even played that much nine. No, that's right. He's a half. That's right. No, it's, um, it's, yeah. a, it's quite a new role for him. So you know, clearly he's worked really hard. Um, you know, at that craft over the the preseason, and 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 given, you know, the situation that the Storm were in for pretty much the entire preseason, thinking that they're going to need a starting nine, mm. um, he's put a lot of work in there, and he played really well. Absolutely, I, I was really impressed with him. I, I was surprised, so I watched the game, and I thought, wow, they've done it again. They've found another, <laughs> they found another great number nine. They've got about sixteen thousand of them down there. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, I think it was Cam Munster or someone in the interview said, "Oh, he actually hasn't played much nine at all. He's a half." And mm. then I also, on top of this, and block your ears, Dragon fans, put oh, block no. your ears. Oh no! But he was actually not re-signed by the Dragons, and the Storm came in and scooped him up. What? So they just let him run well, out I'm, of contract? Pretty, that's that's what I've heard. Well, at, at the very least, he was at the Dragons, and the Storm got him. Wow! And so. Very, very interesting for a guy to go from the Dragons to the Storm and stand out at the Storm. Mm-hmm. And you would say for the Dragons, they need all the good players they can get. Yes. Uh, so very interesting to see not only how quickly the Storm system can develop players, but mm-hmm. him moving into a whole new position. Uh, another person that really impressed me, mm-hmm. the Manly Seagulls. Now, I'm I'm biased or I'm partial to a fast gentleman or yes. gentlewoman. Yes. Uh, and it was cooler. For, well, yes. So, he ran a 10.58. It's the fastest. It's the record for his age group. Was 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, won the Queensland title or the New South Wales title, either one. Mm-hmm. And he debuted, well, debuted as a rookie for Manly, uh, I think, at fullback. And then he came on at centre uh, for the last trial. And as you know, the yep. third trial is usually your starting side. Yes. So Harper was injured or he just wasn't in the 25 for whatever reason. I mm-hmm. think Harper has that spot. But what's really interesting is that Ben Travojevic, Tom mm. Travojevic, obviously, he's related. There's so many of them. Yes. <laughs> There's about 16,000 of those. Yes. Um, so Ben Travojevic, at the start of the trials, seemed to have the first shot at the center role. Right. So he started in center against the Tigers, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is Cooler came on against the Tigers, played so well, and j- uh, jagged that spot. Yes. And it's looking like... Dylan Walker just signed for the Warriors. He's a utility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Walker is also injured. So if you're into Manly and you you know you're a Manly fan, I would bet that Cooler may have jagged himself a fourteen roll on the bench. Ten five eight. Ten five eight. That is lightning. It's the fastest we've ever seen a rugby league player, and it's also the fastest. It's a record for sprinting. So he is quick. Well, but what's interesting is mm, Saab mm. says he's still quicker. No way. He said it. He put it out there. He said, I got him easy. Well, talking about talking about fast players. Now, you were a very fast player back in your day, and mm-hmm. we, you spoke about you know some achievements you, you had in athletics when you were a young fella. Mm. What was your fastest 100? My fastest 100 was in grade 10 or 11, I think, and that was the last time I did it. It was 10-7. Wow. But, again, it was, I was much lighter. A much lighter version of me. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. It was a different bloke. A different time, a different bloke. Because if I try that now, my hamstring would tear off the bone, Smithy. Off the bone. Now, I just wanted to ask you personally, like, mm. what's it feel like it's your second year retired, correct? Yes. The, so you've gone through the honeymoon phase of, thank God I don't have to do preseason. Mm-hmm. 
You see the boys go back. The re- the footy's about to start again. Yes. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel excited. I, I I'm not I'm not missing it. I'll I'll be honest. I'm I'm not sort of getting itchy feet thinking. You know, I want to be out there playing. I, I certainly don't miss that sort of you know that rigorous training day to day. I'm I'm sure you'd agree. Um, having been retired now for for quite a while, but um, you know, there's no doubt. There's certain stages of the year. You know, when the big games are on and, the, yeah. and you're playing in front of the big crowds like you just think yeah I'd just I'd love to be out there for that 80 minutes just to have that feeling again but no on 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 the on the whole uh Kempi it's it's I'm really enjoying um you know not playing rugby league now professionally mm. um and, and it's nice to be able to you know find some new things in life and find some new hobbies and interests and spend a bit more time with the family Mate, absolutely, and you're totally right. I think you'd have to be sick in the head to enjoy preseason. <laughs> it didn't matter how many years I did it. There's a couple of them out there, though. Mate, they're don't mad you men. I don't like them. Don't I don't like them. Tell them I don't like them. Smithy, oh. ring them up and say, Kempy doesn't like it because you're sick in the head, mate. Well, the bloke, a bloke that I um, just mentioned earlier, Dale Finucane, he loved it. it. Loved I do, it. I do like Finucane, so maybe that ruins my theory. Hey, we've got a couple of text messages already here. Yeah, we do, actually. Yeah, make sure to text in uh, 04... I've got it here, boys. I've got it here. Uh, 0457 736 736. Also, we will be taking calls over the next couple of hours. Yes, we will. 1300 01 1170. That's 1300 01 1170. Call in, speak to the great Smitty, but text in. (laughs) I'll stay silent, so I won't ruin your moment. I won't ruin your moment. (laughs) Uh, I'll just sit in the corner and allow you to have the moment you'll remember for the rest of your life. But we've got some text. Hey, guys, hope you're both well. Question for Cam. Last year, Cam, when you retired, did Bellamy tap you on the shoulder and have a chat or was he happy for you to play on? No, he was happy for me to play on, definitely. Yeah, no, there was no pressure put on me at all mm. to uh, finish up or re-sign or, or anything like that. He he, yep. he pretty much left me alone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing Bellyache was concerned with really was that if I'd already made up uh, my mind mm. and I knew what I was doing while the season um, was still playing – Yeah. That um, he wanted to try and make, you know, the end of the year special. Yeah, for um, sure. Which is why he ended up doing that thing he the did Suncorp. at Suncorp, yeah. which I was unaware of. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking to get off the field. And he oh, told really? me to stand out there, but um, yeah, in, in yeah, looking back on it now, that was that was my last ever game at Suncorp, a, a, a ground that you know I cherished playing at, not only with the Storm, but yep. also you know, the Mighty Maroons. And telling us up in a semi-final 2008 uh, on well, the buzzer. Well, mate, I wasn't going to go there. Ah, oh, jeez. That, that was a possibly, I think I've mentioned this on yeah. the show, possibly the, the greatest game of footy I've been involved in. Mate, and I was honoured to be on the wing for that. <laughs> honoured, absolutely honoured. <laughs> uh, but just for you know, fans listening, you know, for Bellamy to Bellamy to to be so patient with that mm. when you're such an important part of the the, the squad yeah. just shows you, I guess, I, I assume what a great relationship you guys had. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, you're right there, Kempi, but he also knew he had a couple of handy players. Yes, that is true. Coming up that through the true. ranks in uh, Brandon Smith and Harry Grant, which we do. We have another uh, text message here from uh, the Pommy Rabbito. Morning, fellas. How come Harry Grant isn't starting nine? Brandon Smith would be left to rot for the season after signing for the Roosters. Ooh. Well, wow. well, for round one, Harry, just for starters, round one, Harry Grant is suspended. Um, mm-hmm. He was suspended for a crusher tackle, I believe, in, in yes. the prelim final yep. against uh, Penrith. So he misses the first uh, He misses the first one, um, Pommy. And uh, look, I, I think with um, 
Dale Finucane moving on, mm. I think you may see Harry Grant play a lot more in that starting role and Brandon Smith with the 13 jersey. That's, that's just what I'm thinking. Okay, and what's interesting is that this is how great the Storm are. Mm. Brandon Smith wins Dally M Hooker of the Year. Yes. He won't be playing hooker next year, this year. That's right. Wow. Yeah, well, and, and you know, that you've got to put that down to, you know, the planning and the recruitment. Um, and, you know, the, 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 that area of um, the game, I think, gets overlooked a lot of the time. Mm. And you can, tell, you can tell the teams that really plan well with their recruitment and their list management, um, they're the ones that stay. They have that consistent success. Mm. Um, and the Storm are you know, very good at it. Absolutely. Now, we've got another text here. Hi, boys. Great show. Young Wishart actually played number nine at the Dragons in a trial last season versus Sharks and did really well. That's from Dougie uh, Piermont. Ah, mm. Interesting. Interesting. So he, he did play nine in a trial, but then I think he went back to his either was New South Wales Cup or yes. uh, one of the younger grades and played in the halves. Again, I'm just really surprised. You know, you look at the Dragons, and right now they've got Bud Sullivan, who they're trying to train as a nine. I personally don't see him as a nine. I see him as a half. Yes. You, Andrew McCulloch, definitely towards the end of his career, mm. if you're the Dragons managing your squad, mm. you'd assume if they played him at nine, they were aware of his ability to play nine. Yeah. You'd assume they would have kept him to train him under McCulloch and eventually take over, surely. Well, well there's no better player to, to have there. Um, in, in your current squad, what the Dragons have in, in Andrew McCulloch, he's, he's you know, played at the highest level. He's played in big matches. He's, and you can see that he's he's made a difference to that side since he's been there. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it would have been a, a, a good decision if, if, if they thought Wishart was, was the right man for the yeah. club. Obviously, not offering him a contract, which we believe is, is the case. It may not be, but for him to move on, it's, it's obviously – either himself or the club that felt that there, there was no sort of future there for him. And, yep. and you know, the, the most important thing is that now it looks like he's he's thriving down in Melbourne and um, he may have an opportunity to play in this first round. Absolutely. G'day, Cam. Mate, what's the deal with coaches naming wingers and centres out of position? Traditionally, two-thirds are on the left. Oh, sorry, two-slash-three are on the left. However, as an example, Ivan's list on the right, five, but plays left. Uh, <laughs> look, to be honest, I don't think it's uh, – yeah, I don't think it's big well, of a deal. Well, um, I don't have a lot of experience out on the wing, I must say. So, Campy, this is probably the, the, a question for you. I, Mate, I think the question is about the numbers. Yeah, yeah. So Mate, is there a – I'll tell you something funny about the numbers. So yeah. when I made my debut, this is going to sound outrageous, outrageous. <laughs> I didn't even know what the forward pack numbers were. <laughs> Because I started playing soccer. Like, I'm mean, sorry, I started playing rugby league only two yes. years before I made my debut. Yes. So I didn't okay. know what the numbers were. Yep. Put it this way. When I rocked up to my first training session for the Clydesdales, which is the Broncos reserve grade, yes. we all got together. And you know how you just warm up with tackling on the diamonds? So the mm. diamonds are just soft pads that the players put on. You see them in warm-ups for games, all that kind of stuff. Yep. We did two tackles on the diamonds. So just little ones. <laughs> I had to stop... <laughs> Because I'd never tackled before <laughs> and on my shoulders had no muscles near my neck. Oh, the traps. So I was cramping up. I was cramping no up because I'd never tackled. I'd never tackled like that before. Put it, matter of fact, a week before that, <laughs> I had to call my old running coach who yes. had something to do with rugby league. Yes. And I was like, I don't know how to tackle. Can you show me how to tackle? So a week before I'm going to the Brisbane Broncos, I'm down at a not a footy field, a running track with my older brother 
running straight at me and me learning to tackle. My brother also doesn't know how to tackle. <laughs> and all this was kept hidden from the Broncos. <laughs> they knew that I'd played soccer, but they just didn't yeah. know I'd never played rugby league before, other than a handful of games, you know, maybe when I was younger, mm. 10 years old or 8 years old or whatever. So tell me, how many tackles did you make in your first game? I attempted 100. <laughs> arguably made some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So tackle efficiency, not high. It's not high, but I always say this, Smithy, if you score more than you let in, yes. that's a win. Okay. That's we'll, a win. We'll run with that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, make sure to text in, guys, 0457 736 736 and give us a call on 1300 01 1170. That's 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. It is also with Denon Kemp as well. I am here. I exist. I matter. <laughs> no. Of course you do, mate. <laughs> I'm I'm Co-host. Joking. Make sure to uh, text in 0457 736 736. Also call in 1300 01 1170. But we have a caller, the first Our caller. very first caller. Steve from Brisbane. Yeah, welcome, Steve. welcome, welcome. You there, Steve? Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, I'm here. Gentlemen, I just had a quick question for Cam. I know he has a mm. fair bit of spare time on his hands these days, and I was wondering, has he ever considered doing <laughs> lessons on, on how to be the ultimate ultimate pest to referees, and vice versa, has he ever considered coaching the referees on how to deal with the ultimate pest? <laughs> ah, good question, Steve. Um, I don't know why this question's come up uh, so early, but uh, actually, no, I haven't. And and to be fair, I haven't been asked or approached by anyone to do anything with, with referees. I know there's been things raised tongue-in-cheek uh, because of the so-called relationship I had with referees when in my playing days, but um, no, I haven't. Oh, I think they do a pretty good job, to be fair. And I, I, I like the, I'll tell you one thing. I like the referees that... Um, take the time just to talk to players um, and explain, particularly to captains, when they go out and ask a question about something and just, just explain to them about the decision, why it's come about. Um, yeah, I just I, I like the referees that do take that time out. But no, to answer the question, I haven't, I haven't uh, sought out a job working with the referees, no. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Well, I, Thanks, I, I, Steve, mate. <laughs> Boom, Dunsky's. That's our first caller. First caller, Steve. What a great call. I think it's fitting, to be honest. Yeah. Fitting call. <laughs> eh, well, uh, maybe you think that. <laughs> uh, but what is – I just wanted to, you know, piggyback on your point about the way referees talk to players. And mm. I think uh, you're totally right. If a, if a ref says to a captain, mate, this is why we made the choice. Yes. It's much – I'd assume it's much easier to digest than, mate, get out of my face, get out of my face, mm. all this, because it al- almost creates that kind of advers- adversarial relationship. Yeah, it does, and it, and it builds frustration. Mm. Um, it builds frustration through the captain. That then feeds through the team and the rest of the players, and then that's when you see games just, you know, sort of lose control. The referees lose control and there's a penalty a thon. And no one wants to watch a game with a 1,000 penalties. I was involved in one, mm. actually. 31 penalties in one match at Shark Park. And wow. The result was a sin bidding. First of my career. But uh, Matt Checken, how are you, mate? Chech, I love Chech. He's a good man. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if, if they just take the time, it doesn't have to be long. And, yeah. and we don't want long conversations and all mm. that sort of stuff. And I was involved in a couple of those too. But, you know, just a quick explanation and everyone moves on and everyone gets on with the game. Absolutely. And, and on the flip side of that, sometimes when I see players that aren't captains, I guess, getting up in rest face. I do believe we need to just get rid of that. Players yes, that, yes, for, yes. It just I think it's 
that is really not a good look when it comes to junior players and, and mm. junior referees. I mean, it's the hardest job in the world. Though. Yeah, it is. I actually ran into uh, Henry Perinara, the, yes. the referee yes. in the gym, mm-hmm. and he recently quit. But we were just talking about how what's ironic about being a ref is they are actually the pl- people that love the game the most. Yeah. Because they're well, doing they're just, a job that everyone pisses them for. They're footy heads. They're fans. Absolutely. They love it. They mm. love it. And he was saying part of the reason why he decided to retire was he – because he loved the game so much, he didn't want to become bitter towards it. Yes. Because of you know, such negativity around some of the decisions and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, so it was really interesting having a discussion with him. But I guess it's something that we all have to remember. Yes, we get frustrated. Yes, referees make mistakes just like players do. Yes. But at the end of the day, they absolutely love the game just as much, if not more, than us. But we've got more text here. Hi, Cam. What do you think about the suspensions that players are getting off? Latrell, Walsh, and Cheese. So basically what happened was, are you aware of the yes, situation? Yes, but happy for you explain. For the fans that are listening, what happened was this, is that they were all suspended last year for the start of this season, one to two games. Now, the All-Stars match was recognised as a representative match. Initially, before the All-Stars match, people were saying, should they allow these players to play? The NRL said, no, we cannot allow them to play because it's a representative match. It's not a trial. Whereas if it was a trial they would have been allowed to play. Mm-hmm. The only difference was is that although they were told they were not allowed to play, it was not going to count on their suspension. Whereas, for example, in the middle of the year, if you're about to play Origin or you've been selected and you get suspended, it counts towards your suspension. Mm-hmm. So the Rabbitohs lodged uh, the NRL yeah. and said, how is this fair when he didn't get to play but it's not counting towards his suspension? Yes. Cut a long story short, now Latrell, Reese. Walsh and the Cheese, also known as Brandon Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as. (laughs) I think some people call him Brandon. Um, All three of those people, players, sorry, uh, had their suspension reduced because they were eligible for the All-Stars. What are your thoughts on all this? Oh, look, I agree. I agree. It's a a big ticket game Mm. uh, for the competition. And the other thing is, if you play in that match and – you're involved in some foul play, like Jordan Rapana, mm-hmm. you can cop a suspension in that game. Absolutely. So if you can be suspended for playing in it, why why can't a suspension be counted for that match? Absolutely. A one-match reduction of your suspension. So mm. it's fair enough. And then, you know, some people say, well, you know, not everyone is is eligible to play in the Maldi or the Indigenous side. Mm. Not everyone's available to, um, or eligible to play in Origin either. Absolutely. But those games count. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's fair enough and it's play on. Oh, I totally agree. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to speak about this later, but whilst we're on the topic, yes. uh, Ricky Stewart has come out with one of the great Oof. rugby league quotes. Now, I'm not going to say it all because we are uh, <laughs> among classy gentlemen and gentlewomen here, but let's just say Ricky was extremely frustrated because he called the NRL and he asked, if Rapana doesn't play, will it count towards his suspension? Or if he does play, will it count towards his suspension? The NRL said to him that if he doesn't play, it will not count towards his suspension. Now, Ricky is frustrated because he ended up playing and not only did he not – like he didn't – Yes. Because he would have sat out yes. and he would have counted towards his suspension. Not only did he not count towards his suspension, he ended up getting suspended for two more weeks. Yeah, another two. So Ricky has come out and said it's a joke. We always get the short end of the stick. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the situation at the Raiders? Yeah, oh, well, I, I feel for him because mm. there was – there was um, they were misguided leading into that match and, you know – Rapana, and I know there was a couple of... um... Actually, you know what? I'll get your thoughts after the break. Let's throw to the news now. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Before I rudely interrupted you, Smithy. Yes. 
Uh, that's thoughts okay. on the Raiders situation. No, that's okay. Had to get to the news. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think yeah, they were, they were misguided leading into that match, and and of course, if if he knew that uh, there was a there was a game, if Jordan Rapana knew that there was a game that would have been reduced out of his suspension, if he if he hadn't have played, he wouldn't have played. Mm, Simple absolutely. as that. Simple as that. But now because he was misguided and, and he played that game, and as we know, he, he got the two weeks out of it for a, a shoulder charge or mm. um, high contact, whatever it was. Um, he now has to sit out another couple. So, at the very least, you know, you could go to the NRL and say, Give explain the situation and at least reduce us by one match because yeah, he wouldn't surely. have been there. Absolutely. He would not have been there if they knew. Absolutely. And what's what's uh, frustrating from the Raiders' perspective is that this topic was brought up weeks before the All-Stars match. So, they had time to make a decision and say, this is what's happening. Mm. It wasn't something that just proactive, like happened after the game. Now, yes. we want to do a club preview for 2022. So yes. we're going to choose the teams that we I the teams that we think are going to fight towards the bottom or a, mm-hmm. let's just say the bottom eight but we'll do three of those teams. So okay. what teams do you think uh we're not going to struggle but mm. do you think have a lot of development before they can start fighting towards the eight? Well, um, let's go off last year. Yeah. Okay, let's go off last year and I'm going to throw up West Tigers mm-hmm. first up. And I know we spoke about um, this team a little bit last year and, and what was going on, particularly with like the coaching situation and some player movements and comments and whatnot. Um, they've got, a, they've got a, a lot to prove in 2022, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, now that, now that you know, Madge, Michael McGuire, has been um, locked in as, as coach, and, and I know, you know he's been given that, that, that contract or that security of being the coach, he... He's surely he's going to be feeling the pressure in the opening rounds. Look, if they go, if they go, you know, in the first six rounds, if they go two and four, mm. do, do, is he sacked or does he keep his job and 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 they commit to him long term? Oh, mate, I I think if they start the year really poorly, the first ten games or first six games, I can't mm. see him still being at the club because the roster they have now, that's his roster, that's who he signed. Yes. The only argument against that, you know, in his favour, is we do have. Uh, Coruscant and Papali'i coming, coming next year. Yep. Next next year, so yes. give me an opportunity to coach them. Mm-hmm. But I believe that you know it's been quite a few years now, and since he's took taken over, it's only gone backwards. Mm. They, they've gone from ninth, I think, to eleventh, all the way down. So the positive is though, mm. is that on the weekend, especially with Hastings in the side yes. and Madden coming on, and Brooks also had one of his better games. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is trials. Yes, it wasn't a full strength Roosters. But I do believe Hastings is going to bring a lot of direction that they've lacked in 2022. Yeah, okay. yeah no, that's a fair call. And, and yeah, he was playing really well um, over in England Absolutely. Uh, before he came back. Is, T- is Tim Sheens involved? Yeah, so Tim Sheens is basically like the football manager. I yes. think it's a similar, similar-ish role to Ben Eichen at the Broncos, to uh, Mal Meninga at the, t- uh, okay. the Titans. Yes. So, and and, and he, what I love about the fact, ever since Tim Sheens got there, I don't know if it's just him that's done this, but I love the fact that the contract negotiations – have been under wraps, mm-hmm. very subdued. Whereas before he got there, all the contract or negotiations with the Tigers, it mm. was spread all over the media. You could read about yep. this player's not going there, going there. Whereas yep. Appy Coruscant came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's out, right. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Tigers, I think they've got more hope than last year. In saying that, when you look at their roster outside of a few players, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a tough year. If they can push into that 10th or 11th, yep. I think that's a, a win, to be honest. Okay. So um, they haven't played finals for a long time. A very long time. 
since 2012, I think. Yeah. So it's a it's a big test. It's a big year for Tigers. Now the Cowboys. Thoughts on the Cowboys? Mm. Well, this one team I feel like last year that they would have had to have been disappointed with mm. the way their season went, given given the you know the squad that they had, the talent they had, mm. um, led by you know Jason Taumalolo, and there was a lot of you know talk and um, I guess I guess you know frustration from fans about the way he was played mm. and the style of footy. They played. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, minimising his minutes on the field when he he is just one of the most destructive players in the entire competition. And when he's on the field, he makes a difference. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're the questions that need to be answered is, is will Jason have a similar role to what he did in 2021 or is he going to be put back out in the, on the paddock and playing longer minutes? Mm. Um, and, and, and sort of... You know, you sort of question that as well. Is what are, what are the reasons for minimising or reducing the minutes he's playing? Is it to try and get a few more seasons out of him? We all know he signed a ten-year contract. It, you know, looking back on it, was that the right thing to do? Well, so Corey Parker has come out and said he believes that the Cowboys should have a a real good look at that ten-year contract and right. maybe discuss with Tamalolo. You know, what is the the wow. direction forward? Okay. Uh, how many years has he got left on that? Mate, he's still got like six years or something. Wow. It's a long, long time left. Now, uh, the interesting thing is we, we know Tamalolo can play. Mm. It was only the year before where he was killing it. He was killing yes. it. Peyton comes in and my understanding outside looking in with, you know, I don't know the inner workings, but it seemed to me that Peyton was trying to send a message to the rest of his team that mm. we no longer can be just wor- focused on Tamalolo. Yes carrying us into the finals or carrying us to an eighth spot or whatever. We need to develop as a team. Yes. And it seemed that although the intentions were good, I just think it was the wrong battle to fight, in my opinion. Now, mm. obviously, I'm not a coach. I I don't know as much as Peyton does about the game. But outside mm. looking in, I just thought there were periods where he was focusing on Tamalolo, saying, you know, even in uh, press conferences, he would say, Tamalolo missed this tackle or defensively this or, or whatever. Mm. And I just thought that, Although the intention is good, is it the wrong battle? I, I feel like the best coaches are really good at working in those gray areas of, yes, you may have a superstar that, you know, doesn't mm. not cut corners, but he can kind of get away with that. It's Jason yeah. Tamalolo. Maybe let's mm. focus on the other guys yeah. that, that aren't delivering what Tamalolo delivers in attack. Well, if you look at it from this point of view, if you're an opposition team playing the Cowboys, mm. do you want Jason Tamalolo on the field or do you want him off? Off the field. That's right. Yeah. So if if you're in that if you're a part of the Cowboys side, you do the opposite of what the opposition don't want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you leave him on the field, and and I get it. I, look, I think you know in some parts they're probably looking trying to look after Jason mm. um, because the way the, you know the style of footy that he plays is is high energy, um, it's high impact, and you know it, it does take its toll over time. Mm. Um, but you know I think you just as the saying goes, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Yep. If he is one of the one of the best players in the competition, leave him out there and give yourself an opportunity of winning as many games as you can oh, while you while you can. Absolutely, and and the future, as as you just alluded to, the future's not guaranteed. What you have right now is a gun player that seems willing to play bigger minutes. Mm. Then you play bigger minutes. I, I I I totally agree with you. And also, in three or four years' time, what if he isn't the player he used to be? That's right. And so you've saved him up for a lesser version of him. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, really interesting time. Just quickly with the Cowboys. Dearden, Drinkwater, Townsend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you – I'm not good at maths. 
<laughs> but that doesn't fit into two. Allegedly. Allegedly. Three doesn't go into two, yes. Allegedly. Yes, every day of the week. That's You're correct. <laughs> thank you. Thank yes. you. Who are you picking as your six and seven? Uh, look, I think I think Townsend mm. goes in. Yep. He has to. Um, well, he's been named as a is it a co-captain of the Cowboys. Yes, he has. So I'd, I'd, I'd dare say that's an indication that he will be in the starting side. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, uh, you know, I'd probably say, I'd probably say drink water. Yeah. Um, just because of the X factor and, and what he gives that, that footy side. And I was lucky enough to play, um, uh, with Scott and yeah, he was, he was a type of player that can really make something out of nothing, um, for, for your footy side. And, and, you know, the type of guy that you need out there that can just, you know, change the game for you. So I think, a guy with a steady head and the experience mm. of Chad Townsend, I think he'll do wonders for the Cowboys. There's no doubt about that. Now, I'm going to throw a spanner in, in the works because oh, hang on. the issue with Drinkwater is he actually had the most missed tackles of any player in the NRL last year. Mm-hmm. Dearden came on in the trials and he was great in defense. Yep. And so I agree with you. On for, like on potential, I think Drinkwater offers a bit more in attack. Mm-hmm. But I wonder whether... It's his defence that is because he didn't start the trials. It was it was uh, Dearden that started at uh, at six. Yes. So it's a, it's the good thing is though is that this may force Drinkwater to address that part of his game because his attack is some of the best in the comp in my opinion. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I'm sure he'll 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 address that. They would have worked over that in the preseason. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just think he might be in that in that starting side. Yep. For sure. For sure. Now we're going to go to the break. When we come back, we're going to continue previewing. We've got interviews with Craig Bellamy later with Kalen Ponga. Uh, make sure to text in, also call, but we will see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and the Beak, also known as Denon Kemp. Uh, mate, we've yes. got some texts in, so make sure to text in 0457 736 736, or you can call in. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But got a few quick questions here for you, Smithy. Gents, one yes. of the great innovations that came out of Super League competition that kicked off twenty five years ago this week that I wish the NRL adopted. Okay, so this person hopes that players' surnames go on the back of jerseys. Thoughts about that, Smithy? I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah I loved oh, it and, the, and the one great thing about state of origin is you get your name on, on your jersey too, mm-hmm. which was great. And, yeah, I remember being a young fellow. Oh, sorry, you, you followed soccer. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I remember as a young fellow watching footy and seeing the surnames on the back. And, oh, it's a proud moment as a, as a player too, mm. you know, to carry your surname on, on the back of your jersey. Absolutely. And you know, everyone gets to, to read it. And kids, kids want to go buy that jersey, that mm. your number with your name on it. Absolutely. Um, maybe they're just keeping it, though, um, just for, like, origin. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the yeah, maybe that's the mm. the play that they're going for to make it special, so that you know. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of cost involved too. That if you have if you have you know changes of personnel within the positions week to week. Mm, true. The clubs true. are going wow. Yes. I, imagine imagine how much it would cost to print Pappenhausen on wow. a jersey. Pappenhausen. I mean, he's he is injured. He won't be back for round one, but I'm very excited to see him play uh, this season. But. Another team that I'm very excited to see run out and see what changes have been made is yes. the great, mighty dogs. The doggies. The dogs. The doggies. Thoughts on the doggies coming to 2022? Um, well, they've, they've got to improve on last year. Yeah. That's just simple fact. Um, picked up the wooden spoon last year, mm-hmm. uh, finished last, um, which is, you know, no team wants to uh, pick up that that uh, that position. 
But uh, some of the games, like have a look at some of these names. Josh Adokar, mm-hmm. Brent Naden, Matt Dufty, Braden Burns, Paul Vaughan, Tavita Pangai Jr., Maxi King uh, from the Storm. Yep. And and really, I, I guess, you know, coming off his season last year, which is a huge in for the Dogs, Matt Burton. Yes, massive in. Now, out of all the clubs um, in the competition, they, they have had the largest recruitment mm-hmm. um, in in this in this off-season. Easily. So, you know, you'd like to think, and that, that's probably a lot to do with um, the great Phil Gould mm-hmm. uh, being, overseeing the program there. Um, so you'd like to think that this team is going to improve out of sight. Yes. I'd like to think. I mean, if they don't, it's it's a disaster, isn't it? Well, it's it? alarm bells. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. When, you, when, you, when you're chasing, you know, quality players like this, like, you know, Josh Adokar, he's a, he's a origin and international. Um, you know, Matt Burton, one of the most exciting young talents in the competition, just come off a premiership. Um, you know, they they need to, in in my opinion, I, I feel as though they need to be knocking on the door of the eight. Mate, I, I, I totally agree. If not if not knocking on the door, at least challenging those teams week in, week out. Mm. Challenging, even, you know, challenging the five and six. Yes. If they landed at, I'd say, 10th or 11th, I would say okay year. Anything lower than... Yeah. That's so a 12, 13, 14. I think that I'd be disappointed. It's if you've recruited as well as they've recruited, mm. you start asking who do we need to recruit yep. to get the job done if we can't get the job done with these players. Burton in his first trial, yes, they didn't have the best outing as a team, but mm. Burton had a try assist and a try. Yes. Which is although they, you know, got quite handily beaten, mm-hmm. at least he's impacting the game. Yep. Well well, you know, from those from those um those names we just read out about uh, their, their recruitment, you know, a handful of them have come from clubs that are, you know, they've got high standards and they they expect a lot out of the, the squad. Absolutely. We will uh, get to you after the break. We've got text coming in 0457 736 736 or call in on 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar Beer. We actually are now stocked in every IGA, Celebrations, and the Bottle-O in ACT in New South Wales. So that's every IGA, Celebrations, Bottle-O in New South Wales and ACT. Also, go to our website, blokeinabar.com. Check our store locator for people in Queensland or any other beautiful states. We've got the great Cameron Smith here. Was that the beverage of choice at the uh, camp wedding? That was absolutely the beverage choice. <laughs> it was absolutely. And I tell you what, if anyone brought anything else, they're getting thrown out. <laughs> now, uh, we've got some quick questions. Okay. Uh, hey, Kempion Smithy, I've purchased grand final tickets for the Dragons. Have I made a huge mistake from Glenn? Thought, Smithy? Uh, well, as a rugby league fan, no. Go and enjoy the grand final. Absolutely. We're not saying that your team won't make it or not, but they've uh, got some work to do. Look, I, I like your optimism. I like your optimism. I tell you what, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling down, I want to speak to Glenn because he's optimistic. <laughs> he's a half-class full man. Absolutely, and that's what you need in rugby league. There's a lot of half-class empty blokes. Glenn, I appreciate you, mate. <laughs> I appreciate you. But after the break, we have oh. the big dog, Craig Bellamy, on the show. Make sure to text in 0457 736 736. Also, call in 1300 01 1170. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run and Smithy. 
We've got uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. We've got a, a man that you spent so many years under the tutelage of, Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, yes. He's, uh, well, he's the, he's, the, he's the man that a lot of people are regarding as the greatest coach of the modern, of the modern era, the modern mm. game. Mm. And yeah, I, think he, I think his record speaks for itself. Absolutely. Um, with you know, minor premierships and, and premierships and, and overall games won. Yep. In his tenure as the coach, mm. um, you know, so, but he's got a big job this year, oh, uh, massive job, which, which all coaches do every year. But he's, we mentioned at the top of the show, he's lost a, a fair bit of personnel, um, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, guys like, you know, Finucane and Hines and, and Josh Adokar. And, mm. But he is the best in the business at, at uh, you know, making teams f- perform after losing some of the key players. And he joins us now. Craig Bellamy, welcome. You there, belly ache. Hey, Cameron. How you going? Sorry, I'm going good, mate. How are you, (laughs) mate? How's the? uh, Firstly, how's the preseason been? Um, You know, a lot of changes in in personnel this year, as there has been at the Melbourne Storm over the, you know, the time that you've been there. But um, how how's the team shaping up? Yeah, um, as you said, you know, we we lost a few, um, a few, I suppose, key players. We, We lost. A real big key player the year before, as you know, with you, Cameron. Um, <laughs> at that, but um, yeah, but this year, obviously, without Dale and um, you know Josh Adokar and, mm. and 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 Nico, you know, we we've lost you know a couple of you know some real important players there, I suppose. And um, you know, Josh was always the energy bunny, to be quite honest, for everybody. Yeah. Nick Nico, you know, had a great year last year and. You know, mm. could play anywhere for us basically, and you know we all know what Dale brought to our team. But um, yeah, again, it's, it, it, it's a little bit of a change. But we've got a few um, younger blokes have come into the squad. We've got a couple of players from other clubs. Obviously, Xavier's. We think he's going to be really you know good for us. He's had a great preseason, and Josh mm. King um, coming down from Newcastle and Nick Mooney. So um, hopefully, you know, they can fit in pretty quickly and um, hopefully a couple of the younger guys that have um, that have come down from our feeder system um, or feeder systems can um, uh, make their mark at some stage. So how do you go about, you know, losing someone of the calibre of Nico Hines? Now, last year he finished the season, I think, top top three line break assists, top five tr- in the try assists of yep. the competition. How do, you, how do you make up for the loss of a guy like that? Yeah, it's... Obviously, as you say, you know, you put them stats there, and we yeah. don't, you know, with all due respect, we don't, you know, when we obviously lost Nico, we don't sort of look, oh, we've got to find another Nico, you know, like he's pretty unique in, in what he can do, and especially yeah. playing all those different positions. So, mm. you know, again, at the end of the day, we, we just try and get some quality people um, into our system, and then, you know, hopefully we can use their strengths, you know, like I say, we can't, we know we can't replace certain players with players that, you know, they've got the same strengths or the same qualities. Um, like I say, we just want to get good people in our organisation um, that are willing to work hard, care for mm-hmm. what, you know, what we stand for, and then, you know, try and use their strengths and, you know, just sort of mould them into into the team. Hi, Craig. It's uh, Denon Kempe. How you going, mate? Hey, Denon. How you doing? Very good, thank you. Now, I just wanted to ask you about a, a star on the wing, Adokar, we all know what he can do on the field, but I just think the importance and the energy he would bring to you guys, let's say you had a rough week and, you know, Adokar comes in with a lot of energy. 
it, it lifts the boys. What's it like losing a locker room player like that? Yeah, it, it is tough. And, you know, besides, you know, as you say, the locker room, he's he's pretty um, pretty handy on the field as well. You know, you give him a couple of metres and he'll turn into a try for you, you know. So, um, but as you say, just going back to that, uh, you know, it just provides a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, as you say, I mean, things might be a little bit um, down and, you know, you guys are, you know, sort of dragging their feet, you know, Josh can lift those sort of, you know, people and lift the group as a whole, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, he's quite a unique personality, uh, Josh, and um, like I say, he's, he's going to be missed and, he, you know, he has been sort of missed, you know, at, uh, at certain times, but, um, you know, like I say, we, you know, he's done a great job for us over the years. He was with us, and we just wish him all the best at uh, at the Bulldogs. Absolutely, and and just on the the recruitment, Xavier Coates. Do you still? I mean, I'm sure you do, but do you get that real excitement of a young, extremely talented guy coming down, and you get the opportunity to really help him in any way you can? Do you still get that same kind of buzz with a young guy like Xavier Coates? Um. <laughs> Kevin would probably tell you I don't get too excited about <laughs> it. You know, well, 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 not uh, not straight away anyway. But um, if I if if I was going to get excited about someone, uh, then it, um, Xavier would be would be one of those guys. He's um, he's come down. We we know you know you know what a big strong guy he is. We know he's great in the air. You know he's already played Origin as a young guy. But the, the the other couple of qualities that you know with what he's shown in the preseason is that he's a he's a really good guy. And I know you know everyone says that there are a lot of players, but he's a really modest, down to earth um, kid. You know, he, he's a great kid. And the other thing that he's done, he's had one hell of a preseason. He's really embraced what we're about in preseason, and. Um, He's worked really hard, and like I say, I think um, don't put the mock on him, but uh, I think he's in for a, you know a big season. Now, Ballyac, a few things happening um, within the Storm over the the off season period, quite unlike Melbourne. Um, you know, comments made by some players and some decisions made by some players. How how's the group handled that uh, coming back together, and um, what what's the what's the talk been like within the group on, on how to move forward? Yeah, again, um, you know, we were, obviously everyone was was disappointed in um, in what happened. Um, you know, there was a couple of or a few instances actually that, um, that you know, well, no footy club or no organisation you know wants to happen in their organisation. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, we were really disappointed, as you can imagine, Cameron. And um, uh, basically, at the end of the day, it's. Um, We've sort of moved moved on from that, and yep. I know I've said a couple of times that um, I'm not glad it happened. But um, what <laughs> what's happened to Cameron Munster after yeah. you know like that happened, and then you know he, he's gone into rehab. Like that's mm. been the best thing that's ever happened to him. Uh, okay. he's, he's he's a different guy now. With he's still that likable larrikin, without a doubt. He's still got that um, playing lip around mm. train and whatever, but. He's come back a different guy. He's trained the house down, and um, yeah, like I say, he, he's just got a, a lot out of that. And you know, we all have different. Um, there's different times in in your life when you know different events change your life, and um, 
mm. uh, and you know I think it's certainly changed um, you know Munster for the better. Um, yeah, you know, on the rest of it, with, with all due respect, we've um, we've dealt with it in that you know those guys have obviously you know shown their remorse you know to the club and to, to their fellow players, and mm-hmm. and then you know and then we've we've just moved on. You know, we've, we've moved on with our footy, and um, so that's. Like I say, it's in the past. It's things that we didn't didn't want to happen, but they yep. did happen. Um, we've dealt with it, and uh, now we're just you know thinking about our footy. Yeah, well, I think it's a great quality of the Melbourne Storm, and it's shown over the you know the past twenty years as to why you've had sustained success down there. Is that you've dealt with issues straight away and moved on. But talk talk to us a little bit about the final game of last year, going down to Penrith. <laughs> you you you. I oh, know. I'm sorry to bring this up again, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, to. Yeah, um, you had a fantastic se- season, like broke multiple like record after record after record. You you were flying, beat beat Manly convincingly in the first week of finals. Had the week off, set up beautifully, and then you you bow out in the prelim to to Penrith. Does that still hurt? And is it a small part of what's driving you in 2022? Yeah, I'm not quite sure about that driving bit, but certainly. Uh... It still hurts. Um, I actually yeah. done a, um, a thing for the club last night, um, <laughs> and uh, the MC asked me exactly the same thing you were asking me now. So uh, <laughs> you hurt me two days in a row. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> um, yeah well, it, it's it, it it is hard to it's still hard to take to be quite honest. You know, and you know, I probably you know I, I tried to think about you know we won 19 games straight, we won the minor premiership, and you know we yeah. played some great footy during the year, but. I suppose the endearing thought for me is is that prelim in that we, you know, we certainly <laughs> didn't play well. We didn't play our best footy. Um, you know, we didn't hold the ball long enough uh, and do enough with it. To, you know, put I suppose the, the necessary pressure on 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 the Panthers, who you know, are obviously a very 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 good defensive team. And um, with all due respect, you know, with the last two years they, they've had, that you know, they they deserve a bit of success, but. Um, for us, it was just so disappointing, you know, to finish like that after, you know, the the season that we had and the footy that we played. You know, we just sort of left our, I suppose, our worst to last. Or, um, but as I said, you know, at the end of the day, some of that, you know, was probably the pressure that you know the Panthers put on us. Um, but like I say, it's um, it's very disappointing. You know, it was it was well, it was very disappointing just to finish like that after the season we had, but. I suppose that's footy, that's life. There's you know, worse things going on than in the world than um, mm. us losing the footy game last year. But um, like I say, it'll, it'll be one of those things that will you know that'll stick with me and our, our club, I suppose, for a little bit. And hopefully, um, you know, we we might get something out of that to help us this year. And speaking of the the, the record breaking year you did have last year, and Obviously, the year before that, you won the premiership. I thought it was really interesting from the outside looking in. It took you maybe six to ten weeks to adjust to the rule changes. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, do you feel that you've settled into the new style of rugby league? And what was that process like? Well, I think certainly with our, um, our, our attack, you know, we did. Um, as you say, it took us a little, a little while. But I'm not quite sure that you know, it took us a little while to settle in um, with our attack, whether it was... You know the new rules, or whether it was you know not trying to blow his or pump his tyres up, but you know losing Cameron, you know like he's been there <laughs> for twenty years, and 
you know, with all due respect, he's probably, well, so he tells me, he's probably the best dummy out. I'm not quite sure whether it was the rule changes or whether it was losing Cameron and with all due respect, the dummy halves that we had, you know, Brandon and um, Harry, you know, they played a, a lot different, you know, the way you know Cameron played. So, I, I, like I say, I think it was, it was probably a little bit of each. But when we sort of found that rhythm, you know, um, you know, we, we you know, our, our attack was 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 good, you know. And um, like I say, I, I, I just think, you know, and again, I just think. You know, over the last three or four years, there has been a lot of rule changes. And, you know, they've changed a couple again this year or changed one this year. So um, hopefully, you know, we can settle down now as a game and um, sort of be a bit more stable with our rule changes. I think, you know, with all due respect, there's probably been too many over the last, you know, couple of years. But, um, you know, all clubs go through that, that adjustment. But, um, yeah, I think so. I think it was a, a little bit of each you know, of the rule changes and, and, you know, losing Cameron and, and you know, going with a different style of uh, dummy half. But, um, like I say, when we found our rhythm, it, you know, the, prob- the rules probably, um, you know, suited us, you know, last year. Now, I know you quite well as a coach and as, and as a person and you don't like looking too far ahead in the future. It's just It's a day-by-day thing, but... Yes. What do, what does a uh, successful twenty twenty two season look like for Melbourne Storm this year? <laughs> Having a good training session tomorrow. Mate, I was trying to pump up. I was trying to pump up the all the Storm fans tuning in, Craig. Are, we, are you thinking? Are, well, top four, surely. Are you thinking top four? I'm, I, you know, we, hey, you know, I don't think of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> all, all we worry about is getting tomorrow's session um, as good as we can get it, and then, yeah. um, and then we'll worry about the next session, and then we'll go from there. But yeah. like I say, <laughs> good answer. Too far ahead, Cameron. You run off the road, and um, <laughs> that's when accidents happen. Good advice, mate. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining us, Craig. We really do appreciate it. When your time is precious, um, and mate, good luck with the year. I, I hope you guys do really well. Thanks, Belly Oak. No, um, I, I, I think it's having us on and just uh, do the, I suppose, do a shout out to him up there in, in Queensland. I know, well, I don't know what he's going through up there with the, mm. with the rain, the floods, and um, but you know, hopefully uh, the the rain will subside sooner rather than later, and you can get back to life as normal. But we're all thinking of it down here. Thanks, mate. Good on really you, Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. See you, bye. Yes. Mate, how good was that? Hearing the great Craig Bellamy oh. go through his thoughts. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where when he does retire, mm-hmm. eventually we'll look back and go, you know, how lucky we were to witness yep. his career as a coach. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, and I loved his banter towards the end. You could tell, you could tell he, <laughs> he really uh, – he knew Cameron Smith inside out. He knew him inside out. I was out. thinking out of any person could get something, something out of him about a prediction. He's a pro. Couldn't get him. He's an absolute Too good. pro. Too good. Um, so anyway, make sure to text us 0457 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170. That's 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the captain's run and we'll get straight into it, Smithy. It's your favourite team, the Brisbane Broncos. We're going to dissect their year. What are your thoughts on the 2022 Broncos? Uh, look, I think they are definitely on the up. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the up. Um, coming off 
you know, the, the, the last four games of last year, they, they certainly showed some improvement um, in, in their team. And, and, and I, I mentioned last year, it, it takes time. Mm. When there's a huge uh, change-up within you know, the roster, there's a new coach, it, it takes time mm. to develop those, those combinations and, and for the game plan that you put in place to, to take effect. Mm. And I think we've seen that. The, 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 the most positive sign for me was that they were a team that looked like they were playing out the 80 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Now, we spoke briefly at the start of the show about trials. Wasn't a great sign mm, against the Cowboys no, because there not. was some, you know, and you can touch on it as well. But um, yeah, there was there was some sort of moments um, in that game where you just think, oh, geez, that looks like the Broncos of twenty twenty, absolutely, um, and sort of the first half of twenty twenty one, where there was just you know some soft defensive errors and um, and whatnot, but. Look, I think it, I think it'll be a positive year for the Broncos. Mm. Um, you know, Kevy on board again as coach, um, but they need results. That, yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Brisbane Broncos need to win footy games. Absolutely, because because they are they're a powerhouse of a of a, of a club. It's high expectations always of of the Brisbane Broncos to do well, mm. um, and they just need to go out and win footy games. I think Adam Reynolds mm. is a huge in for them as well. Absolutely, as, as well as Kurt Capewell. Yep. he's going to bring a lot of experience. Um, you know, a lot bring high standards to that club, um, and and really just try and bring through those young players. Oh, absolutely, and, and I, I totally agree with you that we for, there's only so many years where we can say we're young, we're yes. developing, yes. we've got these young superstars. Yes, there has to be a point where we face reality and say, hang on a sec, we're the Brisbane Broncos. We've been a one-team town for a substantial amount of time. Yep, we have more resources than any other club in the NRL. Mm-hmm. Sometimes by a margin of five times. Like mm. the resources the Broncos have is almost uh, an embarrassment of riches when yep. it comes to financial resources. Mm. So I agree with you that it takes time. I think that probably wouldn't, my opinion, wouldn't expect them to make the eight this year, mm-hmm. but I think that they should be absolutely hanging around that ninth to 10th, challenging sixth, seventh and eighth uh, teams. Yep. I think Reynolds is a huge in. I think Kate Wells is a huge in, but it's all about, setting standards yes. on and off the field. Because it sometimes the standards you set off the field, mm. they bleed into a game. Absolutely they do. And Absolutely we, we they watched do. on the weekend and it was just a trial, mm-hmm. but we are not a club that can afford to say it's just a trial. Yes. Every game should be the last game of our lives. That's where we're at as a club right now. Yep. So I'm hoping that Ben Iken coming in, Adam Reynolds, Kurt Catewell, both massive competitors can bring the standards we need. Is... Uh, Adam Reynolds going to be fit for round one? Well, if you looked at social media, he said to Jairo <laughs> that he is. But apparently he is touch and go. Okay. I personally believe if he is touch and go, even in the slightest, don't, don't play. Don't risk. It is a long season. You know, although we would all want to sit here and say, we're going to win a premiership and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Let's be real here. Like, yes. you know, for us to win a premiership, it would be one of the greatest fairy tales ever. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is we can build a platform to, to make finals and potentially win next year or the year after. Who, okay, Adam Reynolds unavailable round one. Ooh. Who wears the seven and six jersey? This is a really tough one. So, watching the trials, Walters, the first two trials, Billy yes. Walters, that is, yes. was one of the Broncos' best. Yep. Trial number three, Great competitor. Great He's competitor. competitor. Absolutely. Trials three rolls around, and he was quite. He was quiet. Yes. Uh, Gamble 
had an okay first trial, pretty poor second trial, better than he probably played better than Walters in the third trial. Mm-hmm. Albert Kelly was injured for the third trial, played good in the All Stars. He did. So I honestly don't know. I think right now, because no one has put their hand up, you stay loyal and you just go Albert Kelly and gamble. Yes. Uh, and you basically wait for Reynolds to come back, and then mm-hmm. Reynolds has a big say in who he wants to partner him. The positive for the Broncos is, is that we have a, a young guy coming through. He's not ready for first grade yet, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but he absolutely is showing signs of being a long-term six. His name is Ezra Mam, yes. and he is electric. Huge raps on him. Oh, man, he's electric. Mm. Like He reminds me of a prime Milford to a degree, yes. a great running game, but he's also got you know soft, silky hands. He's a smaller, smaller player, so... You know, his defense so far has held up, but it's very different to hold up into trials than it is for a week-in, week-out NRL. Yep. Um, so I, at the moment, would go loyalty, Albert Kelly, Tyson Gamble, mm-hmm. and then when Reynolds comes back, he makes that choice. But after the break, we will be talking all things footy. Make sure to text us 0457 736 736 or call in at 1300 01 1170, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to call in 1300 01 01-1170. That's 1300-01-1170. And you can speak to the great Cam Smith. Yeah. Ask him anything you like within reason, obviously. Give us a buzz. <laughs> now, a new a new segment. Oh, hang on. Smith or myth? Oh, what is what is this? Smith. I haven't been told about this. Or myth. So what we do is okay. we ask you a question, whether it was uh, folklore or something that happened that seemed to – be maybe not real or maybe not true. Right. And then you let us know whether it was true or untrue. Oh, it's a bit like that uh, that show Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Okay. But Smithy under Mythbusters, yeah. All right, okay. Smith, Here it is. Myth. Now, <laughs> the first Smith or myth. Okay. When DCE came into the Queensland side, yes. there were a bunch of articles saying that the leadership group of Queensland mm-hmm. didn't get along with him and that's why he wasn't getting selected. Smith or myth? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to knock that one on the head right now. That is a myth. Wow. Absolute myth. They ran with it. And I know, well, it's a great storyline, mm. isn't it? And it, and it um, you know, when you have great headlines like that, it sells mm. papers and people get interested and they form their own opinion. But I can, I'll completely uh, debunk that right now and mm. say that is a myth. Like that, At no stage throughout that period of time where <clears throat> DCE wasn't a part of the Queensland side, mm was because of senior players saying that they didn't want him in the team or didn't like him mm. at no stage at all. And and that was, it was actually a little bit, um, you know, well, it was, it was very annoying mm. um, and a little bit upsetting to be honest to, you know, for us to read those, those comments mm. um, saying that we, we didn't like Daly at all yeah. and we didn't want him in the team. It, it was just at, at that point, I, d- I don't think, you know, the, the the dynamic of the the society or, or the makeup of the team mm. um, in particular um, didn't didn't suit having Daly in in the team at, at that stage. Yeah, that was the only reason. Yeah, you know he come he when he played games for Queensland, you know, like he some of the the matches that he played, like he was he was being asked to play in the middle yep. at times. Absolutely, you know, come in and play as like a floating sort of thirteen, mm. um, which he never he didn't play at all. Mm. His entire career, absolutely, um, but. He was. I will say one thing. He was. He was very accommodating and very willing to mm. take on that role, which okay. which was asked of him. Um, you know. So, but I, I think what was what was decided was that you know to to build the the strongest seventeen. Mm. 
um, which suited our the style of play and, and, and the game plan was that, um, you know, someone else filled that role. Yeah, okay. And what's interesting about situations like that is, like, you know it's not true. Absolutely. And then, you know, he reads it and it, it creates this really bizarre situation where he, he might be thinking, look, is uh, is there really something going on that mm. they just don't want to tell me? And and it creates a something that isn't there. No, know? that's right. That's right. And and that's right. You, you see something often enough or read something often enough, yeah. it, it sometimes can become reality in your head. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was made pretty clear to, to Daly that that wasn't the case at all. Mm. Um, and, you know, now – and have a look at the way the bloke has responded. You know, he, he missed mm. a period of time there from his first game, you know, playing the first early matches for yep. Queensland um, until now. He, he's now the captain of the Maroons. Yep, yep. And you don't get that if, if there was an issue. That's right. You don't get That's that exactly at all. Right. Uh, but we have some we have some tests. That was a great Smith or Myth. Great Smith or Myth. Set the record straight. Myth busted. Myth has been busted. <laughs> first, yes. first job done. Yes. First job done. Uh, now we've got some texts here from the lovely listeners. Hey, lads, off the top of your head, give me your top six on the ladder for this year. No particular order. P.S. Smithy, you are the goat from Luke. Oh, Lukey. Good on you, mate. Um, top six. Okay, I'm going to run with... The familiar faces yep. um, from last year. So I'm going to go. Look, I think Penrith will will finish minor premiers. Ooh, minor premiers. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so because they've had um, they've had very little. Sh- well, I know they've they've lost, yeah, the big name in in Burton, but um, they've got a pretty stable squad there still. Um, and if Cleary stays fit, well, you know, yep. he is he's in in great form. Um, and you know they they. They all know each other's games, mm. and they know how they need to play. Um, just with hopefully Cleary, back in Sydney. Just well. with Cleary quickly, mm. you know, a lot of his stats stats are like matching up to some of the best players we've ever seen. Yep. What do, What do you see in him that re, not reminds you of a player, but mm. certain traits that you see in some of the best players? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you who he reminds me a lot of is is um, is Cooper Cronk, mm. and and the 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 style of footy that he plays and how much work he puts into his game and, and the and the entire team's game plan. He looks like he's well prepared for every match. Yeah. That that's what I sense mm. um and that's what I see from him. Um and, you know, he's just he's very astute at all of the skills that he needs to provide to the team. Mm. With his ball playing, his running, um, you know, his kicking game is immaculate. He's oh. a great goal kicker. So he just applies himself to his trade mm. um really well. Mm. He 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 must he must be a great trainer. Yeah. Um, and spend a lot of time on his game, and, and just to make sure that he's well prepared for every match. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just it's uh, similar to yourself. You get you watch players like you, and now Cleary coming through, and you just think it's one of those players you're going to be telling your kids, oh mate, when he was coming through, he he did this, that, and the next thing. But yep. what's your uh, the top next six? Yeah, top six. Yeah, so I'm going to go Penny, yep. um, Storm. There's no particular order actually. Okay. I'm changing my mind. Okay. I'm, You're allowed I'm, to do that here. I'm going soft. <laughs> um, Sitting on the fence. <laughs> yeah. I'm going Penny, uh, Melbourne, Para. Ooh, okay. Definitely. Para's going to be in there. Yeah. Um, Manly. Yeah. That's four. Mm-hmm. Um, Chooks. Chooks, Chooks yeah. will be back amongst it. Yeah. Um, Titans. Titans. Yep. The top six. Yep. Wow. Well, well, hey, 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 listen. I said in no... That's particular top, in order. In the top six at some point. Well, I've got two more to come. They might finish eighth. You oh, so you're no you're particular order. You're going top eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. Top six. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So they will There's be in the six. six. I'm throwing them in there. Oh, that's a big call. I like it. I like it. Now, 
I'll throw a smoky in there too. Okay. Just just to not be the only one so stepping out got? on the ledge. I've got uh Storm, Penrith, uh Rabbit uh, not Rabbit, sorry, Storm, Penrith, Eels, Roosters, uh, and a smoky that I will throw in there, a smoky, mm-hmm. the sharks. Sharkies. But there was one other people. Pl- manly. So, manly, yes. Yep. So manly. Yep. So Storm, so Penrith, you're... Manly, Roosters, Sharkies, and Eels. Wow. So your smoky is Sharkies. That's, that's a turn around. Mate, they looked with Nico Hines looked fantastic at number seven on the weekend. Mm. I was I was I mean, I knew he could play, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was shocked at how good he looked in the seven role. You were impressed. Mate, he looked fantastic. I think he had like two two try assists and he led them around like he really did. Like in the All Stars match watching, when the All Stars, the Indigenous boys needed someone to kind of step in and go, yep. This is the direction we're going. Yep. He did, you know. So I, I mean I think Nico Two things for the Sharks. Yes. Smokey. Yes. Nico, Smokey for uh, Adaliem, a halfback. Wow. Smokey, though. Smokey. Wow. Obviously, Cleary is the front runner, obviously. <laughs> but, and even, but something more yeah. serious. Something more serious. Like the yes. Nico Hines one is long, long shot. Yes, yes, yes. But Smokey, I've got Britton Nakora, Daliem, back rower. Wow. Smokey. Britton Nakora, yep. Daliem. That's back a fair rower. call. He's a great player. Mate, when he came onto the scene, he was one of the best line runners in the comp. I've watched his yes. trials the last few weeks. He is looking good. Plus, it's the age-old magic concoction. He's off contract this year. Mm-hmm. That always makes the boys go hard. All right. We've got, um, we got another text here from the Tari Rooster, actually. Kempi, uh, where is Connor Watson best suited when he's on the field for the Chooks? This is interesting. So it's my understanding, mm-hmm. the male that I've got. Male. Yes. Is that he is training to be a nine. Yes. I've uh, heard the same thing. So that's really interesting because if you were to say someone would suit the modern game, yep. it would be a guy like Connor Watson. Yep. So if, if I'm this is you know, if I'm building Connor Watson as he is now, I would say maybe lose a few kilos. He put on a few for the thirteen role, lose a few kegs. Yes. Uh, and absolutely your running game, I assume, will sort itself out. You've yep. already got that. Mm-hmm. You just spend day in, day out working on your service, working yes. on your service. So right now, before Cheese gets there, I would say nine is his best role. Now, I know Sam Verrills is there, mm-hmm. but I believe that Connor Watson was brought to the club to play the nine role. But the good thing is he's so talented, he can fit that 14 role if, if he has to. What about you, Smithy? What are you yeah, at? look, oh, he's, in the, he's in there 17 for sure for me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think um, – I think he'd be a dangerous nine, Ooh. really dangerous nine. Yep. Like you just see with his running game uh, for Newcastle um, over the last couple of years, so threatening in and around the play the ball. Yeah. And he's just got great speed out of there. Um, as you said, you know, just having that new role as a – if he was to get the number nine jersey, um, just make sure that your your passing game is, is up to standard and that you're giving good service to your halves and not putting you know, your forwards under pressure, but – you know, I think he, he could be a very, very dangerous nine for him. Absolutely. Now, make sure to text in 0457 736 736 or call 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now to look back in the week of sport and break down the best moments in sport. And we do that thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Best Sheds are now up to 40% cheaper. Also, personal shout-out to Best Sheds. They took care of me old man that was building a shed home, and he said it was the best service he's ever received. But, Smithy, big moments. Yeah, great people at Best Sheds. Make sure if you're looking for a shed, uh, give them a call. Uh, They'll look after you. But, uh, yeah, we've got three. I've got three this week, Kempi, best moments in sport. Um, 
Across the, the weekend, uh, we've seen a lot of new recruits playing for the clubs. Matty Burton, Nico Hines, Jackson Hastings. He's back in the NRL. How good's that? Dale Finucane, the great warrior. That's me first one. Number two, the NRL. W. How good. Kicked off. Um, a few new uh, teams in yep. the competition, which yep. was great. And Maddie Studden, uh, debuting for the Parramatta Eels. She'd come across from the Dragons, obviously. Kicked mm-hmm. the first field goal in the competition's history. The first Dying ever. seconds, too. How Dying was seconds. It? it was incredible. Um, and then number three, and probably you know one of the, the best ones from the weekend, the NRL yesterday announcing a $500,000. 500000 Wow. Campy. Dollar relief uh, fund to assist grassroots clubs across New South Wales and Queensland that are affected by the recent floods. How good's that, mate? That is, I love to see it. That's Ma- that's the, that's the stuff the NRL should be doing. I yep. reckon. Great to look after the kids, the young boys and girls playing our great game out there. So well done to the NRL. Absolutely. So best sheds are up to forty percent cheaper than competitions. Visit bestsheds.com.au. And as I said, they helped my old man out, and he absolutely loved their service. So I can attest personally to how good they are to deal with. But Something else I can attest to that mm. personally I wasn't that good at, but I did play for the Warriors. <laughs> uh, and the Warriors, we are going to preview them. They've had uh, some good signings, some key signings. And the Warriors, they feel like to me they're not flying under the radar, but they get SJ back. They've got yes. Reese Walsh. Their forward pack with Lodge, Vanua Blake, mm. uh, Ben uh, Maasili, I think his name is. Yep. Apologies, Murdoch Maasili. Yep. Apologies if I got that wrong. I mean, their forward pack is looking like an old school, the old school Warriors fullback that once they got that role on, yep. they were so hard to stop. And I, I don't know if you watched the trial Warriors versus Storm. I understand that Storm were a bit undermanned, but yep. wow, when that Warriors pack got moving, it was good. No, I did watch that game, actually. I tuned in uh, to watch that match. Uh, one of my good mates, he's a young fellow, actually played in the trial game uh, for the Storm Cole guy. So I was watching closely, okay. but I did see I did see the Warriors and they were they were quite impressive through mm. stages of that match. Yep. Um, Huge in Sean Johnson. Wow, to get him back, um, just a just a yeah a wonderful player, a big game player too. Yep, um, with a lot of experience. I know, I know, you know, sort of knowing him uh, through my career that you know he he just wants excellence. He mm. wants the very best out of himself. He's you know struggled at times through his career with injury. Yeah, so that sort of hampered him a little bit. But I'm sure, you know, having him back now. Um, you know, after a period of time, that's that's only going to be good things for for the Warriors. They finished the season last year twelfth, mm. and I feel as though that they would have thought they they could have done a little bit better than that. There were, there were signs throughout the year that they were going to be in the top eight, absolutely, and finish in the top eight and, and play finals mm. footy, but they just fell short. Remembering, you know, and and this isn't making excuses for the Warriors. They have been oh. away from their homes now and no. families yeah. and friends oh. for two years. Yeah. So, you know, this is not excusing, you know, the fact of not playing footy finals and we should be – like, it needs to be stated, though. Absolutely. And, again, they're going to be, they're going to be based out of Queensland. Um, you know, I think they'll be enjoying mm. um, that time up here. But What's crazy is, like, it, you were still playing <clears throat> yeah. when they moved away yes. from home. <laughs> I know. I know. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, so that, it seems like a long, long time ago now. Uh, but, yeah, look, it, it's it's now – it is what it is, um, and, and they're doing great things to, to continue mm. – um, help help the competition continue, you know, coming over the ditch. But, you know, I, I think with, with those players coming in, I know they've lost a couple as well. You know, I, I think they need to be, again, another team knocking on the door of the eight. Mm, absolutely. And, Smithy, you know I love love. You yes. know that. Yes, yes. And Sean Johnson reminds me of if you love someone, let them go. 
If they come back, <laughs> they loved you and they were yours all along. Yes. If they don't, it was never meant to be. It was never real love? It was never real love, but Sean Johnson has come back and it's real love. And yep. that alone is enough for me to say they're going to win the premiership. Wow. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but I do love love. I do love love and I love Sean Johnson and yes. Reese Walsh. And I think that mm. if Cody Nicarima or the six, whoever ends up playing six, yes. this new version of Sean Johnson, which isn't as flashy, it's a very steady mm. game manager. Well, he's matured, hasn't he? Absolutely. Very similar to Benji in the end of his career. Yep. Uh, and so I just think that the knowledge that he'll be able to impart to a Reese Walsh, but also mm. understanding that, you know, Sean Johnson was similar-ish to Reese Walsh when he came through, an absolute superstar with yes. great footwork. Mm-hmm. So I think Sean Johnson is going to know just by instinct, when does Reese want the ball? Where yep. does he want the ball? Yep. He may even be able to say to Reese, look, these are different ways that, you know, you can be here or there and, and, and save your, your big runs for certain moments in the game, mm-hmm. save your flashy stuff for certain areas of the field. Uh, I just think that the Sean Johnson, Reese Walsh really excite me, especially on the back of a forward pack of Lodge and Fenor Black. Fenor Black, for me, yep. even though he is rated extremely highly by everyone, mm-hmm. When he's playing good footy, he's a top three front rower in the NRL, yes. period. Okay. He is such a good forward. If you go look at his stats over the last few years, he, he's a guy that, you know, if Manly had him in the big games mm. last year, I think a lot changes. Okay. Because he, he brings that middle. At the end of last year, yeah. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. So, look, I, I, I'm, um, I like what the Warriors are doing. What about Ash Taylor? Up, uh, uh, he's been upgraded to a full-time yep. contract. Just more depth. They've got four, like nearly four or five halves now, which is mm-hmm. you know never can. It's not a, a bad thing at all. Uh, but what is interesting is the talk about whether Reese Walsh will stay. That is alarming for me. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't derail the season. Yeah. But uh, you know I like what the Warriors are doing. But we are going to head to a break, guys. Make sure to text us on 0457 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to text in 0457 736 736 or call 1300 01 1170. Now we've got a question uh, for the great Cameron Smith. Hey, boys, love the show. Do you think we will see more teams contain Tommy Turbo this season like the top teams did last season? If so, where do you see them finishing this year? Uh, I still feel you know, Manly are, are going to be in that top six, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um for those that were tuning in. But, um, yeah, look, I think it will most definitely be a little bit harder going for Tommy this year. There's no doubt about that. You know, he's, he, he was the Dalian player of the year, mm-hmm. standout in, in the competition by a mile. Mm. Um, and you've seen the difference he made to that manly side. Crazy. You know, from when he was injured, mm-hmm. unavailable, and to when he come back into this. It was, it was just it was a different team. Mm. So, you know, I, I think a lot of opposition sides would have – they'll spend a lot of their preparation – on Tommy and containing him, they'll mm. minimise. Minimise is the word, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no way you're going to be able to take a quality player like him out of the game. Yep. He'll, he'll just have to try and adapt and, and, and grow as a player. Absolutely, absolutely. We will see you after the break because we have a great interview with Kalen Ponga. Coming up. Coming up. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We have one of my favourite players on the line. He's a superstar of our game. He's played for Queensland. He is the captain for Newcastle. Everyone has been talking about him in the off-season and we cannot wait to see him play. It is Kalen Ponga, mate. How are you going? I'm good, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me on, by the way. 
Mate, I tell you what, I'm even better. I woke up early, and usually I'm not an early riser, but now I'm speaking to you, I feel better than ever, mate. Now, how has the preseason been for you? Obviously, the body last year, you had a couple of niggly injuries. How are you feeling going into 2022? Uh, yeah, it's been my first preseason in a while. So, um, although it was a little bit disrupted with COVID, um, you know, everyone's been going through it, so it sort of is what it is. But, you know, other than that, it's been a really good preseason. It was. Um, Put in a lot of good work. The boys are looking fit. Uh, we're pretty close as a group. And, yeah, we're just excited for the season ahead. Now, Caelan, big changes at Newcastle. Uh, one in particular, Mitch Pearce, your, your halfback from, from last year, has moved on. How yeah. have you noticed the changes within the squad and, and the way you've gone about you know, building game plans and tactics for this season? Um, I think it's just been clearer on everyone's role. Obviously, Pearce being such a good organiser and sort mm. of, you know, being that leader, he tended to do that for other people a lot last year in terms of telling people where to be and how he wanted them and where he wanted them and all that sort of stuff. Where I think now it's it's about it's about putting that ownership on the player and giving everyone a role and then that person doing their role. So um, as a halves as as a spine unit, that's definitely something that we've worked on is sharing that load. Um, you know, PSC, like I said, he kind of kind of did that for us. So for us now. It's, it's about sharing that load and then making other people around us know their role and do their role as well. Yeah, he was that dominant style of player, wasn't he, for the teams that he yeah. played for? Does that does that mean that that increases your responsibility now, particularly in attack? Definitely, yeah, definitely. So um, the beauty when I had PSU was we'd, we'd talk together and um, on the field mostly and sort of trying to identify where we wanted to get at it. And now, you know, Pierce is not here. So I'm still doing that sort of role um, and with my halves that I have now. So we just talk and, um, you know, if I want to get to a point and we want to play this shape, then, you know, we're all on the same page. And we've been doing that pretty well in the preseason, which is exciting. And it's just about now doing that under pressure and fatigue. Mate, uh, KP, so your spine, now obviously it hasn't been named yet, but I'd assume it's going to be Clune, Clifford, uh, Kurt Mann, Randell in uh, the hooking role and yourself. What's really interesting about this is is you're probably, well, not probably, you are the most experienced yeah. NRL player. What's the kind of feeling for you, because it's such a new spine, have you guys kind of discussed and are aware of the, not growing pains, but it's going to take you a few weeks to really click and gel? Um, no, we haven't discussed that. <laughs> That's not something I want to discuss in terms of, I would like to think we click straight away. Um, yep. Like I said, we worked hard over the preseason um, trying to build that connection and um, all of that spine of fit, which which helps. So it's about, mm. uh, like I said, you know, executing under fatigue and 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 being clear under fatigue. That's sort of I, I reckon what can go to go not to out of go astray. I guess when you're on the field is you know you get fatigued and then you get all blurry and you don't know what you're doing. So for us, it's about staying clear mm. and. I'm um, trying to execute under pressure, but I don't. I'm, I don't think. Um, well, I'm hoping that there's no teething problems. I hope we can just jump straight into it and yeah. and build off the last two performances that we've had in the preseason. Um, mm. The the games, the two games that we played together, we're pretty happy with in terms of how composed and um, yeah, our connection on the field. So hopefully, it doesn't take us a few rounds to get going. Now, Campy, the one thing we forgot to mention is KP's just been announced as the new captain of the Newcastle Knights. Congratulations, KP. A huge, uh, huge honour. I'm, I'm assuming. But um, 
How, how do you find your, your sort of role changing now being the skipper? Are you, are you looking forward to it? Is, does it? Do you feel a little bit yeah, daunted by, um, by the responsibility? Uh, definitely not daunted. I'm, I'm, it's a privilege. And um, it's something that leadership something I've been working on uh, probably for the last two years. Definitely when we got up into the bubble last year um, and I come back from my injury, I definitely tried to not not be a leader, but I just wanted to drive the group. Um, I, I was sitting on the sidelines and saw what was happening on the field. And then when I come back, I sort of wanted to drive what happened on the field. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a privilege. I'm really enjoying it. Um, my role doesn't change too much. Like I'm, My sort of leadership's more on the field. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Stuff that happens yeah. off the field, I'm, uh, I, don't, I think you know, Browse, who's my co-captain, will help me with that sort of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of, most of what I'll try and do is just on the field and, and first, first and foremost, play good footy. Now, mate, we're not going to punish you with where you sign and when you sign and all that carry on. But I do want to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to ask you uh, for the fans listening: when you're going through negotiation, like what is the thought process? What what's the important things to you? You know, is it family? Is it uh, you know premierships? Is it building teams? What what is the thought process? Long term security. Long term. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to give an insight Um, into the fans of what it's like. Um. so I guess I'll probably look at where I am now, and then I've um, I've always sort of planned ahead and, mm-hmm. and sort of predicted what's going to happen in the future. I think I don't know if everyone does that, but yeah, um, yeah, hoping that you know a few things happen. If they don't happen, then okay, what's what's this option? What what happens down this road? If, this, if that does happen, what happens down that road? So yeah. I've sort of already got an idea on, on what my you know next few years look like in my head. Um, they're in my head, Kempi, so I won't be telling you what they are. But um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not about like it's not about security or anything. It's more just I want to win. So yeah, um, that's pretty good mentality really about, to have, KP. A hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's it's, uh, no, no, like, it's, re- it's really interesting. It's really interesting to hear you know planning different scenarios. And I think a lot of fans may not really they think you kind of that yeah, you manage to do it and you rock up and you sign the contract. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if that's how some people operate, but I just feel like if you get to the end of the contract and then you start thinking about your next, mm. um, in the terms of like getting, like like you said, like oh, I've got you know two months until I've got to make a decision. Mm. You know, like two years ago, I already had these next four years you know, sort of planned out of my head. So, um, but in terms, it, the goalposts always change. Things are constantly moving in footy, as you, you both would know. Um, but yeah, for me now in this period of my life, I guess is about winning. Well, that, that's a great mentality to have, and, and I'm guessing KP the ultimate goal would be to secure a premiership for the Newcastle Knights. You know, looking yeah. through the squad at the moment, yeah. there's yeah, you know, majority of the team is is contracted for at least the next two seasons, so it gives it a good opportunity for the club to you know really you know bed down on you know. The, the team and build some stability around yeah. the plays you've got there now. And, and also, um, you know, the coach, Adam O'Brien, like what's his, what's his uh, mentality been like and his discussions been towards you um, and the rest of the team for this season? Um, yeah. Like you said, that, that stability, I think that's the main one for us as a club. We've mm. constantly had people in and out, whether it be, you know, head coach, assistant coaches, um, high performance unit players. Um, I've sort of always had moving parts, which which clubs do, but 
I feel like the way where we're at now is really stable. Um, we've got some awesome people on board in the coaching staff, mm. um, and like old players that you know want to be a part of of the club and are passionate about the boys. Um, you know, the playing group's really close. We've been we've been together for three, four years now. Yep. So it does feel like everything's on the up. Um, yeah, and and as is, I think, well, pre-season, pre-season, there's, there hasn't, we haven't played a game yet, but he, he seems a lot more calm than he probably was the last couple of years. <laughs> no. um, I, was just, I was just about to ask you, how's he been in the pre-season? He can get a little bit yeah. angry at times. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's still definitely got that. Um, <laughs> Um, he's definitely got that, but he's just got other people around him to, I don't know if they just calm him down or, yeah, maybe he's got um, permanent, like, calm, people to calm him down all the time, so. Hey, maybe he's on but the he, green teas and yoga. Good. The green teas and yoga. KP, surely you got him on that. Uh, on the yoga? We do yoga. <laughs> I can't imagine um, Big AD doing yoga. Now, <laughs> now mate, uh, last question. Thank you so much for your time. The great... Andrew Johns, what is it like working with a bloke like him? I mean, one of the greatest ball players we've ever seen in the game, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. What's it like working with Joey? Um, what's it like? What's it like working with Kevin Smith, mate? <laughs> 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 uh, you got me. You got me. One nil. Wow! Wow! The tables have turned. The tables have turned. Um, nah, mate, it's, it's um, he's awesome. It's, um, he's been he's been pretty good. I didn't realise how thorough and um, yeah, precise he is, I guess, about his work. Obviously, I've, I've, I've heard from him, you know, listened to him on commentary and whatnot. Um, but to be coached by him is, yeah, a little bit different. He's um, he's very passionate too about, you know, this club, um, this group of boys and, and what he wants to get out of it. So he's been awesome to work with, to be honest. Mate, thank you so much for your time. And, and honestly... Good luck this year. I love seeing you in the co-captaincy role, and uh, I think it's going to be the year of KP Wax. The year of KP Wax. Go Thanks, well, mate. mate. Thank Bring you. Back, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to the captain's run, and what an absolute legend, Kalen Ponga, a busy, busy man. Yep. You know, the season's coming up, and he, he puts aside time for us. And, and to be honest, I'm so excited to see Kalen Ponga this year. I, I truly believe that it'll be similar to the Ben Hunt situation where he gets given the captaincy, and it brings out the it forces the best out of him. Yep. What, what are your thoughts about the nice Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I just hope that uh, Kalen has an injury-free season for sure. And he's battled some throughout his career so far, and I just hope he stays healthy mm. and, and on the field, you know, both for his own sake, but also Newcastle and and let's not forget about the state of origin. Yes, middle of yes. the year as well for we the mighty Queenslanders. So, but uh, yeah, Newey, um, yeah, look, they um, they they've got a strong squad. They have, and I know we've said that about. You know, several clubs this year, but um, you know they are they are a side that oh you know I watched them last year and even I was a little bit frustrated watching them play. Mm. I don't know how you felt, Campy, but you know seeing the team that they were putting out in the paddock and and some of the results they were having, particularly towards the back end of the year, mm. just yeah they were a much better footy side than what they what they produced last year. I, I oh, feel absolutely. I feel you know so. Um, yeah, it's a you know, big loss in in Mitch Pearce, uh, Connor Watson moving uh, back to the Roosters as well. Yes, yeah, a couple of big name players there, but uh, they are they're an exciting young footy team, exciting young footy team, and and if there's there's lessons that we've learned over the past couple of years, particularly you know with these new rules that have been introduced, the young energetic sides, um, you know they they tend to do 
quite well. You know, you need speed, you need energy, um, you need players that are upbeat. Um, but but the key always is is that consistency. Yeah. So I think I think that's what you know Adam O'Brien as coach. And, and now, you know, Andrew John's coming into the, the, the coaching staff to yep. help out at, at Newcastle is to try and bring that consistency to this footy side. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that especially with the Knights, you know, yes, it is devastating loss to lose Pierce. Absolutely. Mm. And Brayley going down injured. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. A yep. massive, massive loss. Yep. But when you really do look at their side, they've got the Saifidi brothers who are on the verge, well, one of the Saifidi brothers on the verge of origin, another yep. one playing origin currently. Well, he's, a, he's, he's one he's of the best automatic. Absolutely. He's an automatic pick for New South Wales. And then you've got Clemmer, who is an experienced old head with plenty of origin under his belt. You've got Tyson Frizzell. You know, so it's not as doom and gloom as you would think. Their forward pack is a high-quality forward pack. Kurt mm-hmm. Mann looks to have taken that 13 role and he'll play 13 this year. Yes, now, the Dane one, Gagai back. Dane Gagai back, bring a lot of experience. There's, there's The only concern for me with the outside back is Braden Best. They need him to stay fit. They really need him to stay fit all year. Mm-hmm. He went off with a cork in the trials, so that hopefully it was just a cork. Mm-hmm. Now, their, their biggest concern was their halves. And I personally, I'll have to admit, yep. when they signed Clune, I thought backup. They signed a backup half yes. to, to bring him in if there is an injury. But Clune, for me, has actually been one of their best players in the trials. He's impressed you. He has impressed me. I've really liked what Clune has brought, and I think he's taken a bit of pressure off Clifford yep. to be the six he wants to be. Yep. So, you know, before the trials, I was sitting here saying, it's going to be a very tough year for the Knights. I was very, very concerned for him. After mm. seeing the trials... Mm-hmm. I'm actually a little bit optimistic about, optimistic about them, yep. especially if, if Kalen can stay injury-free yep. and we finally see the Kalen we know exists. He is such a good player. He can do similar-ish things to Tom Dravojevic. Not obviously, you know, Tom Dravojevic is at his own level, mm. but he's, Ponga is the kind of player, in my opinion, yep. that can take a team from 12th to 8th. Well, what he can do, and, and you're exactly right, can be is inspire yeah. his teammates. He's, he's that type of player. He's got, you know, great, obviously we know the quality of player that he is with his, you know, his, his skill set and his athletic ability, but he's, an, he's a guy that inspires his teammates. And there's no doubt having, you know, the captaincy now that that's, that's what he'll, he'll want to be every week. Absolutely. Just, just, you know, get the very best out of, um, yeah, his teammates. He's, he's, not, he's not the type of player that is all about Kalen Ponga. No. And, and wants the headlines and, and the highlights all about him. He wants his team to succeed and he wants his teammates to succeed. And that's a great quality of a leader. It's a great quality of a captain. Um, and it only spells, you know, positive things for the Knights. Absolutely. And, and Caitlin's the kind of guy that if you put captaincy on a player that, let's say, his potential is, is, is a, can be a good player, mm. Caitlin's potential and his ability, I think, can withstand the pressure of a captaincy, if you know what I mean, where yep. it can... can can propel him to heights that a lot of other players may not be able to reach. So uh, I, I really think if you get Kalen Pong on the field, injury-free, you also have to remember that, yes, the Knights were extremely frustrating this last year, <laughs> but their injury run over the last couple of years oh, has been yep. really, really tough. I, I don't think their spine ever played together like Braley... Pierce and Ponga. I think they might have played one or two yeah, games Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was like, yeah... Not even, not even a handful. Not even a handful, which is it's shocking, and and so you have to give them a bit of slack. And I think that this year, if they can stay injury free with a ponga firing after yes. watching the trials, before the trials, I was a bit concerned. Yep. After watching the trials, they may fight for that, you know, eight to ten spot 
And if it's going really well, they land in that seven. But I see them fighting for finals footy again. I, I really think that Kalen's going to go to another level this year. Okay. St. George, Illawarra Dragons. The Dragons are when the Saints go marching on, they say. Talk to me about them. Well, I actually, <laughs> after, again, after the trials, I think they're a bit of a smoky for an eight mm-hmm. in that eight, yep. eight roll. Okay. You know, they were actually betting favourites to win the spoon, which never I never understood that. That, to me, blew my mind. You know, really? A few, a few weeks ago, they were betting favourites to win the spoon, so wow. which is shocking, okay. absolutely shocking. I actually like what I saw. Uh, ben Hunt played fantastic against the Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. Amone is electric. Yep. There's got this young fella there who has a right foot step from the gods, from the gods. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. And you know what? And the best part about the right foot step is yep. he knows when to use it and when not to use it. Uh, sometimes younger players have a tendency to you know, overuse their bit of, uh, I guess, their specialty. Mm. He doesn't. So then you've got Zach Lomax, who, in my opinion, is in for a breakout year. Also yep. a smoky for centre of the year, in my opinion. Yes. Um, I, I I like what the Dragons are doing there. They're mm. going the kind of money ball route. They've got Aaron Woods there that can lay the platform. I don't mind it. Yep. Jaden Sewer. Jaden Sewer, good good uh, enforcer on the edge. Yep. And big Georgie Burgess. They, geez, they got a Moses Sully. That's another big? one. He's big and scary. That is, I'm not just talking, Mo, I'm talking that whole, just those names there. Yeah. Burgess, Moses Sully, Aaron Woods, Jaden Sewer, Francis Molo. Um, I don't mind them, honestly. Big, don't. big powerful side. And, and you know, the, the game is not just one on size. Yeah, for sure. You know, you need, you need some smarts, you need some speed, you need some tactics. Um, but, you know, like, it, they finished 2021 in 11th. Mm. Again, there, there would have been a lot of... I know we're saying this about all the teams here, but looking back on 2021, for those that watched the entire season, and we may be talking about some of your teams here, guys, but there would have been a lot of sides in that competition last year very disappointed with the way they played. For sure. Because, you know, so the, the, the topic throughout most of last season was that, you know, there was a gulf between, you know, the sort of top five or six sides and then the rest of the, the competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, which means that, you know, a lot of those teams, there, there, there was a gap that needed to be... That needed to be made up for 2022. Yeah, you know, to reach that sort of top five or six teams. Absolutely. You know, so everyone needs to be on the improve, and and some of the the signings that this team has made, um, is is you know very much in in the improvement category. So, you know, the biggest difference too for all these teams is that they're going to be at home. Yeah. Hopefully. True. You know, let's hope nothing changes yep. and, and, and all that. But but they get they get to stay at home. They get to play in front of their home crowds, their home ground, a bit more normality mm. um, within the competition this year. So I think I think we're going to see a much more even competition this year. Yeah, I think so. I, I, looking at the squads, I look at the bottom squads and I feel like, relatively speaking, they've made more improvements than the top squads. Yeah, well, they have to. You That's know, just a yeah. natural thing, Kempi. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you're a team like Penrith and Melbourne, um, there's always going to be some changes, um, yeah, due to different circumstances, yeah. of course, um, through either retirement or, you know, change of you know, family situations or, or whatnot. Um there's always going to be changes in those top clubs, but the reason why they are a, a top club or a top organisation is because they 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 have much more stability around their group, mm. and you know they have a fair few players signed on longer um, term contracts, mm. um, so they get to plan not just for you know one season, but they get to look down the track a little bit and and plan for those those 
opportunities for premierships. Absolutely. And we've got some text here. Smithy, who was the best team you played out of the following? 2015 Cowboys, 2016 Sharks and 2018 Roosters. Oh, wow. Um, not great years. <laughs> All of those finished in a, in a defeat. But, um, oh, look, out of those three, three great sides, I'd say probably the 2018 Roosters. They were special. They were just so good. Yeah, we got to that... Um, that grand final and they absolutely demolished us. Mm. Like we were just never in the game. They mm. took the game away from us in the first 40 minutes and we just never looked like coming back. Different sort of stories for all of those matches. Um, 2016 Sharks, we actually played off for the minor premiership in the last round of the, the season, I believe. Oh, wow. And we, we won. I think it was like quite convincingly too. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they come back and beat us in, in, in the grand final. First uh, premiership for the Sharkies. Wow. Um, which was great for their team and their fans. And then the 2015 Cowboys, listen to this for a story. They lost something like their first four games or, the, or first four of their five, uh, four of their first five games. Mm. Paul Green, Greeny was, his, he, he was on the chopping block. Yeah. We fly up to Townsville. And we get beaten. Like we, were, we were leading by seven points yeah. with a minute and a half to go. And we got beaten in Golden Point. Oh, my God. Golden Point by some Jonathan Thurston magic. Wow. He kicked a, he kicked a, he kicked, <laughs> he kicked a conversion from the side. I'm not surprising to all yeah. of our listeners. Yep. Uh, the great man, JT. Kicked a, uh, kicked a conversion from the sideline, from the right-hand sideline, yep. to uh, put them within one point. Then come down the field in the following set, kick the field goal to even it up, went to Golden Point, come back down the other end of the field, kick the field goal, won it. They then went on to win 15 straight, put himself, <laughs> solidified their spot in the top four from running like dead last in the first month, yep. and then knocked us off in Melbourne in a prelim. And then, so and JT then we has something that, against you. Well, he, he hates me. <laughs> he hates your guts. He hates me. He ruined your whole year. I love him, but he hates me. <laughs> mate. Never a, forgive him. Mate, what a story. Now, <laughs> make sure to text in 0457 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. And I am about to do something I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Breaking news. Breaking news now. Adam Reynolds set to miss round one due to catching covid Potentially. No way. That is the reports coming out. Talk about heartbreaking. I'm going to go sit in the corner and cry for the rest of the episode. Speak oh, to me, Smithy. What's wow. going on? I think Darren actually, Reynolds set to miss round one, texted in. Darren Lockyer, that is, apparently. Darren Lockyer. Apparently. He, well, that's, well, he would know. He's a board member at the Broncos Absolutely. And, and very close to the footy side. Thanks, Lockie, for that uh, update. Um, no, I don't think it really was, guys. Uh, we're only mucking around. But, um, Oh, look, that's huge news. And, and you know, we talk potentially, well, he was potentially missing round one anyway with, with a hamstring injury. But, mm. you know, like, if he misses that, geez, that's big. And, and, and talking about, you know, the, you know, the competition is, is open back up about normality and teams playing out of their hometowns and home grounds mm. or whatever. We're not going into bubbles anymore. But this could have a huge say on, on who wins the competition this year. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if players are... If players are, you know, contracting COVID throughout the season, yep. you know, we're, we're then going to be asking, you know, players from reserve grade come up. Let's say, let's say an entire squad mm. gets COVID. Yeah. What then? Wow. Do we then ask players from, you know, the Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup, and even below that to come up and, wow. and play NRL? 
it's yeah. I, I just, like this is this is the thing that you know we need to be prepared for as fans of the game, mm. um, you know, and 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 people involved in media is and you got to understand that if you have COVID, you won't be able to play. Yeah. Um, so if if a team, let's just say, you know, for example, you know, Melbourne Storm, if Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Ryan Pappenhausen all pick up COVID and they can't play, mm. that's a huge that 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 puts hu- a huge dent in their chances of winning that weekend. Mm. Three of the best players in in that team. Now, uh, I'm no health specialist, so this is just me throwing it out there. But could the NRL, you know, with all the latest science that mm. the, the the latest variant is is quite mild, and could the NRL ever get to a point this year where they go, look, it's just it's a normal flu, mm. and and we just roll with it? Well, look, I, I think where the NRL is as always been aligned with government protocols. Yeah, so whatever the go, yeah. Yeah, I think until, you know, Australian government or the, or the state governments say, listen, we're getting on with things. Mm. You know, don't, it's just a free-for-all. Mm. We, we're going to open up and we're just going to live normally again. Mm. It won't happen until the government well, yeah, say absolutely. that. You know what I mean? So we're still, mm. they're still, they're still going to abide by the, the you know, the, the protocols around um, people with COVID, mm. um, how they have to isolate and, and whatnot. But I think, Fans in particular need to be prepared in 2022 mm. that at some stage throughout the year they will be missing some key personnel, yep. and and not just not just players. Think about it: if you're coach and you're assistant coach, because these guys are in and around each other yeah. all day long, totally, nearly every day. Yep. It's 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 not a it's not a Monday to Friday job. Mm. Um, elite sport, yeah, not just rugby. League. It it is you are working pretty much every day, absolutely, and you're in and around each other. So. Let's just say your head coach and your assistant coach goes down. Who takes over then? Oh, you know what wow. I mean. So it's just it's it's really it's it's going to be the 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 club and and the football team that manages the challenges that are tossed up to them this year. The best will will go, yeah, the furthest. I got a solution to the who's coaching. Okay, you get the big screen at the stadium, and he zoom calls in, <laughs> and he watches from the big screen. And he directs the boys from there. Yes. Zoom. It's taken over the it's world. It's taken over the world, Zoom. Uh, but, yeah, devastating for the Brisbane Broncos. Look, I think if you're looking at a silver lining, if his hamstring was a bit touch and go, maybe mm. this is just a way to go, you know what, yep. sit out. I think it's a great opportunity for the Broncos halves to, yep. to uh, stake their claim for yes. his six. Yes. Um, and, look, it's a long season. Yeah, it's a that's long right. season. And, if he, and, if, and, of course, if he, if he has – uh, caught COVID. Let's hope he's. It's not too bad, and he stays as healthy as possible. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it, it, hope, hopefully, you know, with all the science I've read, hopefully there's a natural immunity that is uh, yeah. built up. Yep. Uh, because most play, well, a lot of players have caught it, and they do believe that you know around the six months you have a quite a strong natural immunity. So hopefully, hopefully that is the case. Again, I'm no doctor. Speak to your doctor about all this kind of yes. stuff. Um, <laughs> just need, just to need you know. If you yeah. didn't think I was a medical practitioner, yeah. I just need to let you know that I'm not. Uh, so, yeah, devastating news for uh, the Broncos, but it's a long year. It's a long year. Now, let's talk about some other footy teams, hey? Preview some other footy teams. Mm. Let's talk about the Rabbitohs. Mm. Well, the Rabbits, they, uh, well, of course, grand finalists last year mm. and got pipped at the line by, by Penrith and were well and truly in the match. Um, for the most part, right up until one the pass. end. One yeah, one pass. pass, yeah, from from uh, Cody Walker, which was, you know, don't want to dwell on it and sort of bring it up again. For, kick, for, kick the boot in. For Cody, but um, very much unlike, you know, his, his season. But some big changes there. 
Kempi. Mm. Um, big changes there, and and I guess one of the biggest outside of their playing squad, Wayne Bennett. There's no more. There's no more Wayne Bennett, and yep. as you know, he he has a strong influence over not only not only the way that the football team plays on the weekend and performs, but the way that uh, his team and his players actually go about their lives. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's so he's such a has such a huge influence on on the playing group away from football, mm. and ha- always has them in a very very good frame of mind come the weekend mm. um, to go out and play their very best. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be another big year for them. Um, some challenges, of course, as always. Will we see a replica of what Penrith did? So that the hurt. Gets him into that GF. The hurt of losing a grand final, getting so close, mm. just has that has that, you know, motivating factor to 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 take them one better in twenty twenty two. Well, I tell you what, Cody Walker in the trials look absolutely electric. Yeah, he looked good. absolutely electric. Mm. Uh, I think the Rabbitohs, it's it's a touch and go year. They could be world beaters, yep. and you know, Ilias comes in, slots in beautifully. Cody Walker goes to another level, which would be incredible to see. Yes. What's crazy about a Cody Walker is that his season last year was absolutely amazing. Oh. But because Tom Javoy, yeah. any, any other year, <laughs> he probably was gonna wins say. Dele M. Well, I was going to say, like, if you, you take you know, Turbo out of it, like, he was, he was the, you know, the, he was going to win the Dele M. Crazy, um, crazy. You know, so if, you know, for Cody, he needs to now back that up with another great season. Yeah. Um, you know, do you have the expectation on him to perform exactly like he did in 2021? You know, that's that's up to him. Absolutely, absolutely. But join us after the break. Make sure to text 0457 736 736. Call 1300 01 1170 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run. And we had some news drop yesterday. We've also got a text uh, asking how Schneider will do for Canberra. And the reason why I assume the text coming through is because Jamal Fogarty out mm. For twelve weeks, it looks like the injury operation. What are your thoughts? Well, what's there? the is it is a is what is the injury confirmed? I'm twelve not sure. weeks. That's a fairly significant. It's a fair whack, and and it, but it's not long enough to be an ACL. Yeah, maybe some sort of yeah, pretty serious uh, medial ligament injury. Yeah, medial's usually six seven weeks, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, he might have done a real bad, real good job on it. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, oh, look, huge out because he you know, they recruited him from the Titans. And yeah, you know, he was the man that was coming down because they've had some issues with with you know the sort of seven jersey yep. and trying to you know lock someone down for quite some time, um, you know, to build the team around. And and I, I thought you know from his his game personally um, went went to another level last year. I thought mm. he did a great job um, steering the the Titans around the paddock, and I was looking forward to a big season from him down in Canberra. But um, yeah, not to be. He's going to miss the first three months. Three yeah. months. Of the competition, so yeah, big out there for the Raiders. Yeah, I, I um, personally, I thought that he was going to be the perfect foil for Whiten. I felt like last year oh, yeah. it yeah. seemed that Whiten was uh, a bit confused about his role. Does mm-hmm. he need to be a bit of a ball playing six? Whereas the year before, it almost kind of seemed like he was just in a flow state every game. Yeah, well, he won the Dally M. Yep. yep, and he's a runner. You know what I mean? Like he, his strength, his biggest weapon is his ability to run the football. And and like you said, Kemby, like if he, if he's going into games or in the middle of games questioning whether he should run or pass, then that's just taking away from his greatest ab- ability. Yeah. And his biggest biggest threat to the opposition is running the football. So, yeah, that would have been that would have been um, you know a, a great foil for him, as you said, um, having Jamal next to him in in the halves. Mm. 
But uh, look, he's he's just and now he's just going to have to play the first three months without him, and mm. um, you know, hopefully that he can just stick to his strengths and hope he's fit and ready to come back in three months' time. Absolutely. Now, to the question, Schneider, he is a very promising young half. How do I think he will go? Look, being a rookie, sometimes they can be good enough to play, but there's so much more that goes into footy than just ability. Yeah. It's just, where is his headspace at? Is it too much pressure? Are you risking risking too much on a rookie that could be a six for the next 10 years by putting him too early? Yep. But what I can say is watching the trials – he looks special. He looks really good. But we have a caller. We have a caller. Helen from Bilola, uh, Central Queensland. Bilawila, is it? Bilawila. That's it. Yep. Uh, Bilawila, Helen, how are you going? You were asking, how will the new Storm captains go in t- 2022? How are you going up there, Helen? Yeah, good, Cam. It's Helen Naylor, ex-Melbourne Storm person. Oh, Helen, how are you? I'm good, mate. How's Barb and the family? And no. my mum and dad are safe down in Logan. No, they're all very good, thank you. It's um, yeah, it's been a, a little bit scary at times with all the rain around and the flooding, but no, they're all they're all safe, thank you. You're living in Billawila yeah, now. Yeah, no, we we moved to Billow. Eliza's up here with her couple of kiddies, so we uh, right. moved January last year. Oh, excellent! And, and how's things going in Billawila with the family? Oh, we love it up here. We love it. I'm lo- working at the local Woolies, and Rod's got a job, and Kate's got a job, and we're all really well. Oh, that's good to hear. And what, what was your question, Helen, on the on the Storm boys? Um, what do you think of Jess and uh, Welshie being captains? I mean, I said to Welshie a few years ago, he's captain material, the way he conducts himself on and off the field, as all the Storm boys do, and they've, yep. they've looked up to you over the years. But I, I, I just think that with Jess going at the end of the year, um, mm. Welshie's going to be outstanding. I really do. And I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point you make Helen and um you know having played alongside uh you know well, both boys but but Welshy uh seeing him come in as a as a young man and and grow to where he is now in the squad you know starting out as a rookie and now being given the co-captaincy with Jesse is great it's my only worry is a couple of front rowers what's going on there what Helen? is going on a couple of couple of <laughs> couple of front rowers the front rowers no. union will be, you know, rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 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 my they're my ruck, they're my rucky mates. They'll be they'll be proud of that. But um, Christian, there, there's this stereotype that that front rowers they're not overly smart. But mm. apparently, so Welshy, he 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 claims that he is the smartest front row in the game. Wow, Kempi. Wow, that's yeah. a big call. Yeah. And he boasts about going to Harvard. Oh, carry doing, on. doing a bit of a. Uh, he walked in the doors once. Well, he went in there. And we, 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 he so he sold it to us, Helen. You probably know this story. He sold us this yeah. story that he that he got asked to go to Harvard for this some sort of business something thing over there in the off season, um, and that yeah he is such an intelligent bloke or whatever. We found out he he rang them up and asked if he could go. Paid his own way. <laughs> Paid to do the course, come back. He had the sweaters and the socks and Harvard and all this no way. stuff, you know. And I'm like, mate, you didn't. That's, That's a G. Mate, you've paid. You've yeah. had to pay for them to accept you. You've bought your certificate. He bought his way there. Wow. That, that's he, a. I tell you what. Bought, what. What else did he buy? Sorry, Helen. He bought. He bought the clothing online, Cam. <laughs> 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 he didn't even get it on oh, campus. Oh, wow. Yes, no, this story no. gets even better. That's an exclusive. That's it an does, exclusive. No, nah, but to, just to answer yeah, that one, 
answer your question, Helen. Look, I think those two boys will do a great job. Um, yeah. You know, I think sharing the responsibility. I don't know how they. I don't know how Craig will work the rotation with them. Um, being whether he'll keep try and keep one on the field at all times. So either Jesse being on the field or Christian, because they they're not eighty minute players, of course. Um, but no. certainly, um, you know, with with uh, Christian Welsh's appointment as a co captain uh, with Jesse. It's a look into the future because Jesse, as we know, he's he's now signed with Redcliffe uh, for 2023, and yeah, you know, looking at Welshie as a guy that can can take the club forward in a captaincy role. Now we will. Uh, thanks for joining us, Helen. Uh, after the break, uh, we will answer more questions. Uh, make sure to text in 0457 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. It is our first episode of the year coming to a close. I wanted to make sure the listeners knew Mm. that we will be doing the other eight sides next Thursday. So make sure to tune in next Thursday. We'll be doing the the next eight sides that we didn't do this week. Don't panic. Don't panic. I know there's a lot of people going, hang on a sec, what's Adam doing? What's Mm. Adam doing? Um, But we we still have some text here to go through. Mm. Uh, Question uh, for the GOAT. What are your thoughts on the joint uh, captains? I personally – okay, we've already yeah, answered we've that. Answered that one. Uh, hey, boys, love the show. Do you think we will see uh, – we've already seen that, sorry. Again, yes. this is a Barry Crocker. It's a Barry Crocker. Uh, First it's show of the year. Actually, We're a bit rusty. Exclusive. Uh, someone's teched in. Stuart, thank you. It's a torn meniscus. Uh, Fogarty. Oh, there you go. Um, now we've got another text here. Cam and Beaky watching the lower grades, and there is a standout to watch out for. He's 19 years of age and coming through Dragons 21s. His name is Tane Woodford. Tane Woodford. So look out for him. Mm. Uh, but Pretty exclusive? Uh, mate, that is an exclusive. Absolutely. Like Who, who's who's a team, Smitty, mm-hmm. that you're most excited to see this season? Outside of the storm, obviously. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm probably interested to see how the dogs are going to go. Yeah, it's, it's the doggies. True. And we spoke about that earlier, but just – with all the talk around their recruitment and um, yeah, where they finished last year, I want to see how how much difference mm. these players are going to make to the dogs. And in, in a, a very sh- summed up, uh, I guess, summary. Very brief. Dolphins recruitment. How's it gone Ooh, so far? Well, very brief. We'll talk um, about it more next week. Yeah, well, very briefly. Yeah, they've done. Uh, they've they've stolen a few Melbourne players. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to ask. That's why I have to ask. Just uh, no, but look. It's it's smart, isn't it? Yeah, you know, mm. they, they they one of their first big ones was Jesse Bromwich. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, sort of coming towards the end of his career, and and I think, uh, without knowing a whole heap, um, I think that was just a, a move where where uh, Jesse um, seen a great opportunity to go to a new organisation. Yep, um, getting a little bit older towards the end of his career, but he is a man that Wayne Bennett would know would be perfect to lead a, a, a new organisation into the their first season of NRL and all the young players that are going to be around him as well. Absolutely. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify, The Captain's Run. Also download the SCN app and we will see you next week.